Uh, and I grab some uh, ibuprofen. Uh, it's an unhealthy painkiller, okay? <laughs> it's unnatural. It will destroy the lining of your stomach. You need... What does he need, Chris, if he wants to kill some pain? What's the best thing for him? CBD oil, bro. All day. Weed. But what if you don't have oils? Oh. <laughs> no oil. <laughs> he sounded like Henry Zabrowski just now. No oils. <laughs> Strong words. Huh? Strong man. Captain oh. Sano. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Bill Burr actually likes likes his movies. <laughs> I know. He likes Jack and Jill. <laughs> He's like the guy's really talented. <laughs> Bill Burr was like, "Fuck everybody, <laughs> fuck him." He's making shit for kids. Oh, him and Joe Rogan's like, yeah. "He's making shit for kids." My kids I mean, are, that's fair. He's on. My kids are falling out of their fucking seats, laughing their asses off. And who am I to say like? No, it's they're, it's cute. It's for fucking kids. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah, me neither. Because I'm always like, this is for me. <laughs> Everything's for me that oh, he's making. <laughs> it was the Goldbergs. Because I just got into the Goldbergs. And Happy Madison is partner, producer with Adam Goldberg or whatever What's on that Goldberg? ABC show called The Goldbergs. Uh, it's about this kid. Narrated by Patton Oswalt. Narrated by Patton Oswalt. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious, dude. They have some really great writers on there. They really do. Like The, the writing's pretty fucking good. I, I find myself LOLing. A lot. Uh, don't. Just like, don't say it's, that. I, I have to. Edit that I have out. to Edit because that it's true. Like, I know you guys hate the term, but that's how people talk these I'd days. I'd rather have you say, that's how people talk to you. we got to catch up to the lingo. I was R-O-F-L-ing. <laughs> catch up to the lingo, Adam. No, no, but it's legit funny, dude. Like, no I'm, I'm really, like, engaged in it. It's a great little TV show. And I only started it because of that guy, Brian Callen, because I listened to him on that Fighter and the Kid mm-hmm. podcast. So, And Brian Callen's special is actually really, really funny. It's called Never Grow Up. It's really funny. He's funny. I watch. Uh, I finally watched fucking. Oh, Neil, Neil Brennan's. Brennan's and it, come on, dude, it's so good. It's sad. It's so but it's fucking good, good. dude. Like even though Chappelle just came out with these two new ones, I'm still going with Brennan because Brennan's made me feel a certain way. Whereas, don't get me wrong, Chappelle's were great, but there was just what, like a certain feeling that I was able to gravitate with Brennan for some. You reason. gotta respect Brennan because he went completely out of his comfort zone. He would like, dude, he completely broke out of his safety net. By doing this and also being honest about like him hiding behind celebrities, hiding behind like you need this, you sleep with celebrities in a sense, like that whole thing. I thought yeah. it was really beautiful and really well done. And you like the guy and him like suffering from depression and, and being honest about it and everything, dude. It's like it like it was roller coaster relations because yeah. you feel like you feel for him, like especially when he does like that the mic where he's being honest and going dark. And I love how it just shuts off. It won't shut off at like a laugh or anything. It'll just go dark. Yeah. And it's like he leaves you on this ominous tone. And then it cuts over to him reading the cards of Hello. That's funny. so fucking Quick funny, jokes, dude. <laughs> and it's like uh, one-liners. <laughs> he takes you. He's taking you on a fucking ride yeah. through his life, and it's really fucking cool. I loved it, dude. I absolutely it was loved amazing. it. Amazing, amazing. Listen up, scoop close to your host with the most Chris Smith as he boasts. We toast as we roast, and it all about my baby's in a boat. I'm playing devil's advocate as a new remix every week. It's like the same remix, but it's always a remix. He's just bored. Why does he always make a new one? He's not that talented. Fuck you, little Abby. Chris, you can suck on me, fuck on me, you two little fucking Suck on me, fuck on me. What are you, fucking eight? Is this fucking, what's that one with fuck me? Mentally, I deny your dirty thoughts like an entity, no empathy, just credibility. 
Gilding history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, fantasies, fantasies, therapy, heavily. Fuck you too, fucking faggots. I'm not talented enough. I'll write an entire song right now. Podcast, Adney, you and Chris, you fucking stupid doggies. Okay, I mean, you, you straight repeat talent. It. You That's repeat. straight talent. <laughs> straight talent right there. Welcome, welcome. This is the straight talent podcast. Hold on, you gotta like give it a second because I'm gonna add claps. Cheers <laughs> to the audience after I finish that. We are your hosts. I am Chris Smith. We're gonna do that now. <laughs> to the right, I got Doctor Dad. <laughs> to the left, Stevie Augsburg. The untalentless, super piece talented, of shit. <laughs> no, super duper talented, remarkably talented. Hey, I got a new name. No one like him else. In I got the world. a new name. Completely super talented. <laughs> <laughs> super duper talented. Well, since we were already talking about comedy, you might as well talk about the show we went to. Oh yeah, oh, we went to a show, right? That's what we did. That's what we did. Well, that's all I did because I got way too drunk and I dipped. I always dip out after these shows, though. That's kind of my mo. I kind of hate going out, and you guys kind of love going out and like. No, being, we don't love. I mean, no, like, you love going out, and being suited up, and acting like bosses. That's exactly why you guys true. love going out. That's true. And I absolutely hate. I, I, I ain't gonna argue. I ain't gonna argue. <laughs> I, ain't gonna argue. I, I look good. Don't get me wrong. We all look great. It's not my fault <laughs> that I look like a boss. <laughs> act like one and sound like one. Like a what? And fuck like one. Like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> like a boss. Like a boss. Oh, shit. Anyway, but uh, we went... Uh, great fucking stand-up show this past Dude, weekend. he killed it. Headlined Doug by so Doug weird. Stanhope. It was his 50th birthday. Headline and also fucking... Uh, well, we, had, and we had two great comics underneath him. No, 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 but, but I mean, he... He hosted, yeah. Hosted, yeah. Yeah, he, host, he hosted. That was really show. cool. I was surprised that he hosted his own show. It's so crazy. That's awesome. I think that was... Yeah, we walk, cool. like, uh, oh, me and Chris got there first. We walk in, and Doug's on stage. We're like, oh, shit, did we miss everything? I was like, fuck, we missed a lot. <laughs> and, then, and then he starts, and he starts uh, doing his thing, and he's like, all right, first comic, I'm going to introduce fucking Brett Erickson. We're like, oh, shit. We're on time. Let's get booze. Yeah, we, we start were, drinking. We were in perfect time, dude. Fucking Brett Erickson was hilarious. Yeah, he did really dude. good. He Boston. lost the crowd a lot, <laughs> but it was like, you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> Next, we got then. He, then Doug came back out again, killed it some more. Then Ooh. Morgan Murphy came out. She starts fucking killing it. Stevie fucking shows up. We all yeah. start drinking. First off, I was supposed to get off work early, but I didn't because you never get never. off. Never. <laughs> Every time he has a plan, <laughs> he always gets pushed back at least two hours. Dead all week, and, and he I always thinks that like. It, like he always thinks that he's got it planned out. He's like, no, 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 no. It's not this time. Guys. <laughs> this time you guys know. I, I, no, I already talked. I already talked talk to everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody's got me. No, like seriously, they got me covered. I'm, I'm gonna be good. And then as soon as it comes down to it, fucking can't make it. I gotta go down there with you guys so you can get the tickets because I did it electronically. Pissed. <laughs> it's hilarious. Fucking pissed. But, but he winds up coming, I and he sees all of Doug. I'm pretty sure you. I you saw for. I saw all of his like. And you got in like in the middle of Morgan's, I believe. No, I got before Morgan. Oh, I got really? After, right, right I after Erickson. Just saw Eric. I mean, I just got in right after Erickson. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. fucking stand up was talking about the UFC thing and ordering it on pay per view and like mm. this is Jessica. <laughs> like, this isn't fucking Jessica <laughs> from fucking just Mumbai. Just tell me your name. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Mumbai. It's like screaming. You were to... just fucking awesome. What Stevie did miss though is that some guy had a seizure oh, in the crowd yeah. and they had to call a fucking ambulance to come pick him up. And Doug Sinner all like pissed out, like talking shit about the <laughs> <laughs> and He's like making hell. Oh, great! Now this happens. What the fuck am I supposed to do? 
you're taking a why are you guys taking pictures? Live your life. If you're gonna take a picture, take a picture of the guy who's dying in the crowd. That's the real the real show is. I'm over here just trying out bits on you people. None of this stuff is worked out. I'm just abusing you as an audience because I don't have an act yet. <laughs> it's so good. It was just ge- self-deprecating. So fucking funny. Like, it's so fucking funny. He didn't have an act, and we were dying. Like people weren't laughing at some of the shit, but dude, everything. What the me fuck was crowd was this? Well, that's what's it really surprising because it has to be a Doug Stanhope crowd because you have to go through Doug Stanhope's veins like on the internet to get him. You couldn't just walk down to Cargo and get a fucking ticket. Yeah, by the way, like, like, yeah, like uh, for like the Bill Burr show, the Jim Jeffries show, like the Stephen Lynch show, all these like comedians that we've gone to like at Silver Legacy and stuff, it was all like, oh yeah, the casino helped set this up and they always give a bunch of tickets to high rollers and that's how you get like a bad crowd, someone who walks out, people who don't laugh. Which happens every single time we go to a show. Except Dimitri Martin, no one walked out. For all these big comedians, but it's for different for Doug and it was in this really small, intimate, I love small room uh, I love that room actually. Uh, I really enjoy it. Small fucking hole in the wall. I went to the casino to try and buy the tickets or not the casino, but this little place to buy tickets. Oh, we don't even sell those tickets. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I guess you got to go on his website and buy them online only. I'm like, sweet. So that means you had to have been a Doug Stanhope fan specifically to go to that show, and yet huge portions of the crowd weren't into the show. Yeah. And Erickson was killing it, and the entire crowd, like me and Adney, were the odd ones <laughs> because me and Adney were there. laughing so fucking hard, and everyone else was kind of like just not feeling him. Because when I was there, he's right along Doug's vein. Like he's self-deprecating. He's kind of depressed. Like he's, it's like right <laughs> he in says that some same dark. Shit. He, yeah, <laughs> like, his whole ending, like twenty minutes, was about how like I want no, I I want Trump to be president because I actually want America to be destroyed. I think we had our run. I think we need to start over. Kill everyone. And then he just goes on this long ass bit about how like fuck, fuck everyone and fuck the country and everything. Everyone's all quiet. And everyone's super quiet, like crickets. And then you see me and Annie ah in the corner. People kept turning around and looking at us because we were laughing at like the shit that. We were laughing at like all the good jokes every time. That's why I like sitting in front well, what, because what we thought was good. Apparently, we're in the minority, but Doug knew that those were the good ones. <laughs> and he kept staring it over over at us. Cause what's really cool about that room is we weren't limited to like you have to find a seat, you have to stand in the back. We were able to stand by that pillar. No one yeah, said that was shit sweet. to us. We were standing we were right, right next by the to a bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> drunk. Every two minutes, going, I'm going to get one of those. Like, Are you in line? I'm about to be. <laughs> it was fucking so much fun, man. Doug fucking killed it. Morgan Murphy fucking killed it. I wish I could have saw uh, Brett Erickson. Uh, what is it, Brett? Brett Erickson, Erickson. yeah. Yeah. But uh, fucking... I, know, I haven't heard any of that material before from any of them. Me it neither. all felt so fresh and new. At the end of it, like they're all, all three of them came up on stage and they're shaking everybody's hand. We're meeting everybody, and then uh, Morgan Murphy's actually a huge boxing fan. So we're all running up, and I'm like, I'm like, Morgan, what do you think about Golovkin Jacobs? Because she's a huge Gennady fan, and she goes like, and she's like, like, oh my god, I love Gennady. I'm a huge Gennady fan, so I wanted a knockout. I was mad that there wasn't a knockout, and just like everything, and that was just cool to hear that. That would have been cool for you. I'm sure you were just like, it's fucking sweet, and then. Uh, Bergson's like shaking over his hand and then Morgan Murphy like ran behind stage and then came back and had a bunch of her CDs and was handing them out for free me and Stevie both got one and then uh, everyone's like giving shit for Doug Stanhope to sign Doug Stanhope signing everything and then fucking like Stevie's trying to get his attention and then he looks at Stevie and he goes wait are you a magician? (laughs) (laughs) I was like Doug I just want to shake your hand that's all I wanted I didn't give a fuck about autograph just wanted to shake his hand, just like that guy fucking sh- shook his hand. I made that whole video. But yeah, he's like, are you a magician? I was like, no. He goes, you you should be a magician. You look like a magician. <laughs> and he's all, lightning bars from Doug Stanhope. <laughs> lightning bars from Doug Stanhope. 
Holy shit! <laughs> so I'm using this as my uh, stage to announce that I will be changing my career. <laughs> um, you're gonna get a lot of over the podcast magic tricks. <laughs> so you're gonna have to rely that me and Chris are really shocked. <laughs> hey Chris, what's that behind your ear? Holy shit! Another ear! <laughs> <laughs> it's dirt. It's a bald head. I'm balding. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a great. It was a great show. De- Try to find anything you can on those fucking three comics. They're absolutely hilarious. Really good, man. I was most impressed by Erickson, though, for sure. Like, I knew Morgan, and I knew Stanhope would bring it, but Erickson, because I've heard him on the podcast, and he's not necessarily funny on Doug's podcast. He's just a real person. And then seeing him actually, like, hone in on his craft and actually be able to do what he says he's able to do was something Seriously. pretty cool Talk to about watch. his 20-year-old kids being assholes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing that Chris wasn't there for. After the show... Me and Steve were on a little hunt. We wanted to find these motherfuckers. They said they were going to be out drinking. I was literally in the street streaming, Stanhope! Dougie! Like, we were fucking screaming. I imagine they probably just went to their hotel room or something. Well, they told Did us you to find go to, them? No, we talked to him. They told us specifically. Like I was, he, he was like, uh, Eric. Erickson. Yeah, Erickson was like, um, go to round, Roundabout? I think it was called Roundabout. We're going Walkabout. Or, yeah, he was like, said, go to this place. We're going there to you know drink. And we were like, fuck yeah, we're going. So we that's what we called you. Place was closed, though. Place was closed, so we're like, It was a trick. (laughs) It was a ruse. (laughs) A ruse. (laughs) So we were like, all right, maybe they're going somewhere else. So then we walked around trying to find them. And then we called Travis. And we said, hey, Travis, come out. Because he's a stand-up fan. He couldn't make it. He actually, he's the reason I was able to make it. He took my spot. So shout out to Travis, even though he doesn't listen. Really fucking cool, though. I was going to buy him an extra ticket. That's why I asked you for the five. And uh, sucked. But I was like, dude, if you had come out. Maybe you have a chance to meet him. And here's what's weird. So we meet Travis at um, uh, the bar. And what's funny is like. What bar? Like Chin bar, Chin or bar, something? Bar, bar, oh, bar, bar. The bar that's called Bar, which is dumb. Stupid. It's but we're walking right outside. We're like, we're not even at, we're like walking in front of the windows. And Stevie stops to like tie a shoe. And then our friend that we went to fucking high school with that lived here for a short while as a jur- and she's a journalist. She oh, lived here for a short right, while. Right. Then, then now she's back in Sacramento. She came out of nowhere, out of the bar, like, oh my God, you guys. And we're like, what the Dude, fuck? It was doing? literally out of the fucking in blue. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hanging out at this bar, right? We're just sitting there. That's couple- the wrong bar to go to if you're looking for Stanhope. I know. We should have went to Shays. Yeah, or like that's some what I was seedy saying. dive bar. Yeah, that's for what I was saying. But like, we wanted to hang out with the friends and everything. And we I see this girl, right? There's a girl wearing a sash for a bachelorette party. It's her bachelorette party. Okay. She decided she's to go, the bride? She decided to go to bar. Yeah. Okay. She's the bride-to-be wearing the sash. And I saw her friend there, and her friend knew a friend of ours. And was kind of like – but she was kind of like standoffish. Didn't actually talk to her. Just I saw her. That's all. But just seeing these two girls at the bar – out of nowhere, this fight breaks out. Well, I'm, just, I'm sitting there like, this is fucking stupid. He's fucking, like, how old are you guys? Like, I'm sitting there. I'm in a fucking trip. suit. Everyone's, like, everyone's standing up like, oh, my God, fight. It's like, get over it. They're wrestling. That's, that's, and he's like, ah, and he's like they're like, it's a fight. And he's like, Max, Max. It's no fight. Because I was like, like I was that's not a fight. Because I, I was sitting across the, across the table from this, uh, um, from like, uh, what's his name? Uh, David, Dave. <laughs> yeah, this crazy fucking dude. I'm just like sitting there talking. I wanted to hear Travis some stories. Travis is Joel. Travis is Joel. His name okay. is Dave. He comes in wearing like this crazy scarf, like a ninja bandana and shit. This guy is literally insane. I I used to tell Travis, you made this guy up. <laughs> like, this, this guy is a fucking hero. Dr. Dave, he's literally a doc. He's an actual doctor too. What? So when I told How Travis crazy. about Dr. Dave, yeah. he's like, oh, I got a friend. But he's he's a dentist. Yeah. He like ran a dentist. Not a real doctor. Okay. <laughs> he, in, in a giant fucking uh, zebra costume, he made his 
his uh, patient get in a zebra costume. He got in a zebra costume, and and then somebody else, and they all worked on him in zebra costumes. <laughs> As a dentist, I was like, so, <laughs> so cool. I'm sitting here like I'm just like so we're just talking. I'm like, okay, fight goes off. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I look back, but he's like, everyone's all standing up, all weird. But that was dumb. So we we end up leaving. We're like, let's go. Good call. Let's walk. And then me and Stevie start walking down the street. We're walking down the street. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stevie and I. <laughs> My bad. My bad. So Stevie and I. And we're passing Five Star, which is a gay bar here in Reno. We're walking. Best bar in Reno. Gay bar. It's it a fantastic, place, it's fantastic <laughs> place. We're dressed to the nines, of course. We're walking past a gay bar, just me and Steve. We're hoping we're going to get flirted with. You know what I mean? We look like a fabulous gay couple. Oh, you not do. Gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. The most fabulous. <laughs> we don't hold hands because we have self-respect. You know, we want to get like... It's like, well, come on. Let's, let's get a orgy going. going. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not just each... Come on. No, we're searching. We need a party party. <laughs> out, of, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, that girl with the sash, the fucking bachelorette bitch who's a bride-to-be... Starts, runs up like next to us and passes us, and she turns and starts screaming at us. You what motherfuckers are you fucking laughing at? What I was are like, you looking at? What are you looking like, at? I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, whatever, faggot ass faggots. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't. I started that laughing. Might be the name of the podcast. <laughs> I, started, I started laughing out loud. I was like, that is such a silly thing to say. Faggot <laughs> ass faggots. You don't even know. Faggot ass faggots. It's even more funny because you guys aren't gay, but you're in front of it. It's hilarious. Yeah, actually, it's so, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We look, look over her, look at the gay bar, look over that's her. The thing. That's the thing, right? Like, so we do look at a couple of gay dudes walking outside of a gay bar, having a fun uh, Saturday night. Having a fabulous night. Having a fabulous fucking Saturday night. And some homophobic, <laughs> Trump-supporting, fucking Sash-wearing, Christian bitch Sash-wearing. about to get married in our fucking Christian church is going to say some homophobic hate crime shit at us? How fucking dare oh, you? She supports you marriage. 2017. <laughs> she supports marriage with her sash, but not gay marriage. And that's Apparently. a problem. That's a problem. She's mad because we dress and look better. <laughs> not allowed. I was like, I started laughing, and she has like this friend who's like trying to like grab her and keep her walking. And she's like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And she's like screaming and yelling. And I'm like, holding her back, you know, like, like, hold me back, hold me back. It was one and of those moments. And me and Steve are like laughing. And then, then the other friend, the other friend that we saw at the place, uh, she's wearing a white shirt. The one in the sash wearing a black shirt. They look alike though. And so they're both blonde. <laughs> so uh, Blondie and the white shirt comes up she's like guys she's just um, she's a little true dog and we're just like but please don't laugh at her like she said a really weird thing we don't even know her she's like yeah but you shouldn't laugh at her You what you should have done was say oh I'm sorry I know you're having a bad night it's like whoa hold on because your friend can't handle her booze because she's fucking gonna kill herself because she shouldn't get married because she is going to get <laughs> married. I made the joke like, she's not my fault she's getting married. <laughs> she's a fucking dumb whore bitch who's gonna say some homophobic shit at us but we have to be the ones who are understanding? Really? That makes no sense. Why should point. I, as a proud gay man, <laughs> take that kind of abuse from this fucking piece of shit because she's drunk I should I have to be the understanding one well obviously I'll you're let, a man I Adney. will beat your ass up and down for I know that's and why and leave you there so you can be a prostitute <laughs> and we can get away with that because we're gay <laughs> didn't, didn't do that didn't do that right? no because I, we're too I, I, proud I of our gay culture too proud too, we were calm both calm like I was like, and I was like, no. And we're like, we're no. here. We're not queer, but we won't deter from finding Stanhope. We're <laughs> 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 so like, okay, no, like, whatever. Like, and I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I was like, I can't remember what exactly what I said. But I was just like, no, I'm not gonna apologize or anything like and that. And then she's like, well, you should, you dirty beaner. And she goes no. like, fuck you, fuck you, don't fucking laugh. I'm like, and I start laughing at her in her face, like, like what the fuck? And she's like, yeah. And then she has two uh, glasses in her hands. One's a beer she, bottle. One's an actual glass, like a glass from the bar she stole. Because she's an so alcoholic. So she's a thief too. <laughs> 
and he's she's, alcoholic and, she, and homophobic. Fucking <laughs> full power, wind up, fucking fastball oh, pitches both of them at me right you at my feet. You know she's a softball player. <laughs> she, didn't go, she didn't go in her arm though. <laughs> yeah, they, and, it, yeah. and it boom shatters at my feet, like thinking like she's gonna scare lucky. us. She's gonna fucking scare us. Like she threw him like down at her feet and just smattered. And I kept staring at her. I was just like. You're a fucking piece of shit. And at right then, she's like, oh, yeah, fuck you. And then, like, why is she I'm empowered him? now. Right after that, her the one with the sash and the black shirt runs back. What? You trying to fight my sister? You trying to fight my sister? I'll fuck you up. And I was just like, no, you will not. <laughs> you can't even stand up straight. You, like... Ooh, swear to God. If you <laughs> swear to God. once, I just gotta lean. And you're gonna fall. And, it's gonna be, and I will laugh. He doesn't at even you. have to hit you. And I will keep laughing. Saying. And I'm like, gonna fall. Here's the thing you will fall into the glass, and you will bleed, and you'll blame me, which is the fucked and up thing. You will thing. get in trouble. No, but dude. We were in front of five, dude. Gays unite, bro. You know what I mean? Like, if they see them beating up a couple well-dressed dudes, oh, they're coming out. There. They're beating up one of our own. I've had, no, I've had drunk girls try to fire on me before. It did this not Orlando, work out. Bro. This Orlando all over again. Like, really, all you really have to do is do the shoulder roll for like twenty seconds, and they just they gas out. They completely gas out and give up, and they call you an asshole for it. But that's what happened. So horrible, bi- horrible blonde bitches. In Reno, just letting you know. But that it though. couldn't ruin the greatest night ever with Doug. It was Dad. such a it good was night. Such a good <laughs> night. Such a good night. Agni said it was his favorite uh, stand-up he ever been. He's ever his favorite. My favorite show. show. My yeah. favorite show. Which was so cool because my favorite really show. I've only We've been to two so far. Really hard to say. We've literally seen Bill Burr twice. He's twice, seen dude. Jim Jeffries twice. I saw Jim Jeffries once. I mean, Stephen Lynch. Stephen Lynch, our first time first front front. Uh, you know, stage. So, 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 the front row. We've seen mumbling, most, stuttering, <laughs> cricket. <laughs> we've seen most of our favorite comedians in the front row, like, and we've got to meet them personally. And this was such a more intimate spot, and like, he wasn't even nowhere near as prepared as everyone usually else, because everyone's like, they're preparing because they're writing their new special. Doug has this I don't give a fuck mentality that makes all his jokes so much funnier. Yeah, because really he doesn't does. care what you think. It's his therapy. Being on stage, yeah. he's out there like and he doesn't care about. Going I don't give dark a fuck and about gritty and shit. Making it's himself the boxing look thing. so fucking bad. It's like Doug saying, "We're gonna go to this dark place, yeah. and if you're not willing oh, to go yeah. as deep and dark as I am, like he's almost saying that to the that's audience." Perfect, yeah, perfect. That's and perfect he analogy. Yeah. Well, and talking about what I love about Doug. Speaking comedy, of comedy, not, not only not only because all the other comedians was like, "I love this headliner." Another comedian, don't know him, but they were funny. This one was like, I know who Morgan Murphy was yeah. beforehand, and I was a huge fan already. So it was like two comedians I really love, plus a third one yeah. that happened to be fucking great. Yeah, it was a great show. Which I, I didn't know about Morgan show. Murphy until I watched the uh, End of the End of the World podcast, and I thought it was she did such a fucking fantastic job. She was fucking hilarious. And then Bill Burr even <laughs> talked about her on his show. Oh, this fucking Morgan Murphy's fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> he's saying that on his show. I'm like, anytime Bill, Bill Burr says anything good about a woman, you're like, okay, she's fine. <laughs> um, but speaking of comedians, we foreshadowed, I believe, last week uh, Chappelle's nice. special that came out on the 21st. Both were amazing. We wanted to wait till all of us watched it and everyone at home watched it before we decided to talk about them. But holy shit, if you have not seen it, I'm telling you, absolutely fucking incredible. He came back he came back to light the world on fire. Do you know that there's a conspiracy out there that Dave re- Chappelle that. doesn't exist? That. That, that they replaced Dave With Chappelle? Chappelle? They like, used Kim Trails <laughs> to replace him like as like a little like an aspiration. <laughs> and then the, there's this guy that he thinks he has this foolproof plan <laughs> about why he, he's he's small, he's a lot bigger now, yeah, his so jaw's all, not dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's so dumb. I think they were, I think that's a troll. I think he that looks different than what he did 15 years ago. I mean, there's got to be something there. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like he aged. 
Or you know, like he was like, like he went to Africa or something. <laughs> His bone structure is different. So funny, but <laughs> he's fun. actually getting a lot of hate right now. Dave Good. Chappelle is. Oh, not Dave. Oh, I thought you were talking about um, Troll. Draw. And he's being accused of homophobia <laughs> because he talks about Caitlyn Jenner and he makes fun of Caitlyn Jenner well, and homophobia. the whole trans movement. People really. don't understand. You have to watch a special to understand. He's comparing the two. He has even his second special. Like I have no. He has two lesbian friends that he's fucking really close with. He's never been. He's never been homophobic. He is a comedian. Comedians talk shit Here's on the thing. everybody. No one's gonna hear his special and go. You know what? We should go harm some trans people <laughs> and murder homophobic people and like let's go crazy and like that fucking blonde chick that yelled shit at us didn't watch Dave Chappelle's special and then turn into that no that's yeah. not how it works he's a comedian he's one of the best comedians in the world if they had to limit their comedy for anybody they'd be drawing the line on everything because once once you allow South Park did it perfectly when they uh, cartoon wars once you allow one episode to be pulled then multiple episodes can be pulled. Yeah. Because once you allow one thing to be censored, then somebody else can come out and be like, well, that's unfair. You let that able to censor, what about us? Yeah, we want this censored, yep. okay? We'll censor that. It's a slippery slope. It's, it's, it's a snowball effect. It's a slippery fucking slope. They say the comedy and the kitchen are the last place for free speech. Because the kitchen, uh-huh. I, even here, dude, I say whatever the fuck I want to the guys in the kitchen. No one has ever went to HR or anything. I said, dude, it's so great to be able to talk shit to everybody in the kitchen. It's fun. And I say the worst shit ever. And no one cares. And it's that's the idea of it. That's what comedy is. The stage to say whatever the fuck you want. It's touching on sensitive topics. That's why comedy is so fucking amazing. It stands the test of time for topics that we'll always be dealing with. Race, for instance. No topic about race will ever like, oh, okay, that's old. It's not really that fun. No, it holds up. Look at George Collin. I talked about this in 1999, his stand-up. He talks about politics, race. Uh, children being no child left behind, like all these little fucking dumb kids, and and parents <laughs> sense, sense parents with sensitivity, and the the book brain droppings where he talks about words and how people want to sensitize words and make words like he's a lunatic. Then like no, he's mentally ill. Like words that like retard. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, retard it's, it's synonyms, but they're they're more soft, more, like more the, the mentally more, the, more, the more synonyms they have is the softer they are, and he does it perfectly. And it, if you go back and listen now with what we're dealing with today, right now in the media and everything, George Carlin stand up from 1999 holds up 100. percent It could come out today. And you would be like, holy shit, this is Who's so Who's this relevant. brand new old guy comedian? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, anybody heard him like the well, fucking... We would, the thing but... with uh, Kanye West when uh, he did a thing with John oh, Lennon. Yeah. And all the kids were like, oh, he's going to make this guy John Lennon. Huge! <laughs> John Lennon's dead, but Paul <laughs> McCartney no, Paul, was the Paul guy. Paul McCartney, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Beatles, Beatles, whatever. I'm a musician, I play guitar, I know about <laughs> music. Whoa, 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 whoa. John Lennon's dead, but you think he's dead. Have you ever read he's it? Not dead uh, there's this theory. Dude, Hold on, wait, no, no, there's this theory. I, I there, know, right? Yeah. There's this theory. John Lennon so ain't dead. Right he dyed his skin black like Blackface, right? Turned into Dave Chappelle, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is my theory. <laughs> <laughs> Threw up in airplanes, right? Dropping chemtrails. <laughs> no, um, it's Rogue, all connected. Uh, Rogue, Alex Jones is their pilot. <laughs> Rogan and Norton were saying that they don't know if, like, the Priors, the Bill Hickses, all those guys, if they were alive today if they would put out the same specials maybe even the Carlins because of the culture and everything that's surrounding us well the comedians that we love that like that generation they changed the game completely and what they mean by this is if you look at um Jay Leno he would travel around and do his stand-up but he would do the same material every fucking time for years yeah for years a lot of comedians used to do that just like when they said that um 
Kennison came back after Kennison's big special when he's like, oh, Kennison's somewhere, somebody completely different. It's what gave Joe Rogan his, what Spark. made him want to be yeah. a comedian. But then he says, if you watch later Kennison, it's not good. It's like, eh, it's not really that same guy. It's because that with today, smaller world, you can get material out there a lot easier. People watch a stand-up a lot more people have. But Jay Leno and all them used to lean on the fact that most people haven't seen their yeah. stand-up. Most people haven't seen them live. So he can recycle old material and it can work. But now, with the internet, with people recording shit on their cell phones, which I do love because Chappelle and Rock both make you put your cell phone in a zip, in like this type of bag that you have to lock it. And if you open it, a security little button goes off and they go and find you. It's so that you can't record any <laughs> of their find shit. You. <laughs> which I think is fucking smart. It's pretty genius because... It, like um, I was watching an interview with Chappelle and he says being a comedian is it's a sense of like you want to surprise the audience you have to have that like that surprise factor of saying a punchline you're like holy shit I didn't expect that somebody puts that online he's he like, I'm having, he's like I'm having a conversation with the people in the room and it allows me to say anything I want because if it's recorded, somebody could take a clip of it, take it out of context, make it seem crazy, and then there's this whole fucking snafu about it. But if it's just me and the people in the room, they understand what's going on, they understand the context, they understand I'm a comedian and I'm trying to say something crazy to make them laugh. And it's better that way and allows for the art form to be free and expressive and fucking better. Yeah, and, and which it should be. Yeah. I don't understand why people are getting mad at comedians for saying stuff. That's what they, that's what they do. It's, it's essentially their job. To make fun of these situations that nobody wants everything to talk about. Everything that's serious and like everything that you're supposed to take seriously, that's their job to find that thing and poke fun at it. And, yeah, and then and you chastise them for actually getting a good, decent angle at it. It doesn't make any sense. He doesn't sit there and say, oh yeah, trans people are gross. He yeah, doesn't he say, anything say anything like, like that it. at all. Yeah, he actually gives, gives a great example. I won't get, give you the bit, but he's comparing... Like the sensitivity of people like towards the uh, LGBTQ community, and it's like, damn, like you guys got that respect quick. Like black people have been working on this. To, like, <laughs> he, like, he's like, he's talking about how like black people, no one, eh, whatever, I don't really give a shit. But then once somebody makes fun of someone who's gay or LGBTQ community, yeah. and it's like, don't say that, you can't say that shit, and it's like, what? It's like we're like, an entire culture. We're born this way. That's the thing. It's like, uh, but it's still, it's like our group is bigger. And we've been dealing with the same problem of being treated like equals for like for such a fucking long time, and it's constantly it's equal that rights. issue, equal, <laughs> not not better rights, equal like, rights. That issue has been out in the open for longer, for way longer, and it still seems to like, and it seems like your issues have surpassed ours and your equality that you've achieved, and that seems unfair, kind yeah, of. Yeah, because of the time, like they've been what would you four hundred years and they've black done in like, the same sentence. <laughs> Like, seriously, and I will quote Louis C.K. when we quoted him plenty of times on this. Now you started the conversation, and I think that's a beautiful quote because you can use that aspect for anything. And it's just like Trey and Matt. Trey and Matt will touch on anything. They will go as far and as dark as they want because that's what comedy is. There's no, there's no line drawn. We can take it back to episode fucking three. Sensitivity is retarded. Our fucking episode that we uploaded. <laughs> the censorship. Our is censorship retarded. is retarded. Sorry, I don't even know what we even, talked about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know our own opinions. <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs> I um, know a title. <laughs> <laughs> but censorship is retarded. People tried to censor us our first episode, second one. Yeah, you by saying say retarded. That. Yeah, don't say that we're retarded. So we God, use that's the... so retarded. <laughs> so, dude, no. How fucking good? retarded. The name of that episode is so good if you know what, like... <laughs> Quit patting yourself on the back. No. I was proud because Chris is like, no, let's just do, do it in numbers. I'm like, no, let's do names. And then that name came out. And it's yeah, like, all right. The whole reason we're talking about this, 
Please watch Dave Chappelle's new specials. He's he's back after 13 fucking years. He brought two specials that were already in his closet c- collecting dust. Netflix came out and said, we'll give you $60, so $60 million. Dollars. He's like, I literally took him out and went, <laughs> and, um, give you sixty million dollars for these two, like, and then if hey, you record another one, how much is it gonna cost you? Cost us to have you do three specials? Well, I just so happen to have two right here. <laughs> <laughs> but honest opinion, before we go on to the next topic, which one was your guys' favorite? The first one. I like the second one, dude. I don't know, man. No, you don't know. Give me, a, give me, let me rewatch him, and I'll answer. I need it later. to rewatch him too, but mine's probably gonna be the first one. I just love that he did the second one and the heart. Of Republican City in Austin, fucking oh, Texas. Yeah. As no, a black Austin, no, man, Austin's progressive. No, dude, is I, no, it? Austin is. I went to Austin. It's the most. It is Reno. It's hipsterville. I talked oh, about it. Yeah, it's but here's the thing. Super like, hipsterville. I gotta say though, like I watched the second one. Like most of it was Stevie, and I was fucking super duper high. Because <laughs> right? my back was fucking killing me so fucking bad. It's, it's better overthinking now. Overthinking everything. It's, but why is this fucking weird kid sitting no, next like that. It was like that super, or I'm like, it was hard to focus and like actually pay, like mm. listen to anything. I'm just kind of drifting in and out. Exactly. Hella hungry, waiting for fucking <laughs> Peggy to finish fucking making food. Bitch. <laughs> Peggy, she's making fucking pegs and eggs and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Fun. That's a good one. Well, okay, so uh, let's get to our current events. Like our Serious ones. Um, mine's a little bit silly. Um, you guys are going to come in with some dark shit that's going to totally fuck up the oh, man. <laughs> Fell upon the white boy. <laughs> that's a, the deepest cut ever. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, man. so. You need to watch that movie. Which one's that? <laughs> the Breaks. Julio <laughs> loves that movie, by the way, it. dude. Who? Shout out to fucking Julio. Oh, Julio. Who? <laughs> I didn't Who the know fuck is Julio? Who you said? Because I talked to Julio about it. Like, this was a couple of years ago. Julio was like, you fucking know that movie? And. Dude, Barely anyone knows that movie. Man. Dude, it's it's amazing. That movie's fucking uh, hilarious. But yeah, shout out to fucking Julio. He was gonna go show up to Adney's fucking court case because yeah. Julio showed up to the first one and he was like, he's like, I was gonna tell Adney I'm gonna show up to the second one just to be like there to support. That's hella funny. It's like we Julio's went, the true fan, the truest fan. Yeah. Him and Eddie, well, Eddie listens. We went to the fucking week. we went to the party at and fucking Danny, Ricky's fuck. house. And we're like sitting at the party, and then Julio shows up late. He sees me with a girl and he just looks at her. Never seen her before. Just goes, looks at her and goes, Hey Peggy. <laughs> That's fucking so good. That's pretty good, dude. Man, but, um, okay. our three friends, all the main listeners, those are the three: Eddie, Julio, and fucking Danny. And all our white friends are pieces of shit. They don't even really listen. Yeah. Seriously, pieces fucking of white shit. motherfucking pieces. pieces of shit. They don't support. White people are so privileged. I know. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, they get to choose whether or not they want to fucking listen to podcasts. Yelling homophobic shit on their fucking bachelorette parties. <laughs> all right, so what I, wanted, what I wanted to talk about is this: all this uh, talk about Gotham City sirens. Okay. What, I, what talk? I, I haven't I, seen no talk. Well, maybe not in your circles. Maybe you had a bigger online presence. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Deep cuts. Throw that. Throwing it at you, bro. <laughs> fucking douche. bigger online. I love that. It's so <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, people online are like, "Oh, like Chris Smith." <laughs> no one is saying that. <laughs> You're like a John Doe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after the huge popularity, the what? <laughs> After the really big popularity of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn in the, I'm actually going to say this, Oscar-winning movie Suicide oh, Squad. God. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> oh, hilarious. Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. God damn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and the what the best trash bomb goes to. <laughs> but uh, Harley Quinn um, was a very popular character. Still, it's hugely popular. They said immediately, well, let's do a Harley Quinn solo movie, which, okay, 
you could do that. I don't know if you're. That's it's really it's complicated because in order for it to do that, you have to have Harley Quinn away from the Joker. If the Joker's in it, then it's a Joker movie. Yeah. He's gonna like, swallow it all. So you have to make it to the point to where she's finally fed up with the Joker and kind of getting over him or already over him, and that only happens when she b- gains this really strong friendship and bond with Poison Ivy. So they decided, why don't we just make a Gotham uh, City Sirens movie, which is going to be Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. Oh, wow. All in the same movie. All fed up over their axes. Ah. a bunch of bitches getting together drinking wine. Oh, so Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> same movie. <Fuck. laughs> Hopefully better than that. Uh, They're making a Ghostbusters 2. I can't believe it. Here's the it. thing. I really think it's going to be a horrible movie. Uh, I'm really worried about First it. Off, there's no character build up. We know Poison exactly. Ivy from where? Batman and, and Robin? From Anna. The shittiest... That's the one that I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uma, no one knows. Uma Thurman yeah. in a horrible portrayal. Because here's the thing. Poison Ivy is, a, is okay, she's a plant woman who can control <laughs> plants. <laughs> she's a, she's That's a, a dumb. She's a hippie. <laughs> she's a hippie. No, I'm, I'm, she's listen, a hippie. She gardens. She, she, cool, bro. Listen, no, she is. She's Go to the a, co-op. <laughs> <laughs> no plastic over here. She's an environmental terrorist. <laughs> No plastic right? like in Portland. I was like, what do you mean no plastic bags? You didn't bring your own bag? All right, we're going to have to charge you 10 cents. I'm like, yep. you're okay with this shit all. I don't give a fuck. It's like, you realize everything I bought is in plastic containers. Exactly. You want to charge someone, you charge them. Doesn't you matter. Need the bag. Doesn't matter. Fake. <laughs> Fake plastic. Because, uh, she, Poison Ivy is, is an eco-terrorist and everything, but... uh if you just <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that's what she is. But she's sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> Her whole global warming. It's poison ivy. She's fault. a fucking plant woman who can control plants. Who wants to eradicate human beings so that plant life can control the earth again and just retake Mother Earth? Now that's a silly premise. I acknowledge that. But she's also my favorite Batman villain, or my favorite female villain in comics. No, did you really. say villain? Because boom, that. Blitz the whole blanket, whether it's female or male. She's not like my number one. Because we're pro-feminism. That's the thing. She isn't, she isn't exactly my number one favorite villain of all of them. I kind of misspoke. What I meant is like of all the female villains in comics, she's my number one. Okay. Above Catwoman, above Harley Quinn. She's your favorite eco-terrorist. Let's say that. Yeah. Can we because say that? Because I think... Yeah, not, if, not Exxon or Shell. Because if you do no. it right... <laughs> that's what sucks is like there's been times where they've like gone BP. into her and made her more badass. Who's and gone into cool. her? Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to no. make you better. <laughs> uh, was it Arnold? Arnold, uh, fuck you. Freezer? Fuck you and fuck that movie. They have contradicting interests. She wa- He wants to freeze the planet and she wants plant life to live all over the planet. That Those two things... Do if, not, if it's frozen, yeah. plants can't live. That movie's really bad. And that's yeah. not a surprise. Yeah, Chris, come on. You don't know, so cool down... <laughs> Anyways, I think if it would if you could make Poison Ivy really interesting, really cool, you could make You would people, make her a man, right? <laughs> <laughs> you could make her sympathetic so people at the end of their like when she's fucking killing people over plants, they're like it's fuck yeah. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, because like watch, you post one video of a sad puppy on Facebook, everyone's like, I fucking hate human beings. Bitch, you have a hundred people you love and you're immediately like Fuck people are destroying. The, they're destroying John the planet. Wick, perfect example. You put a puppy in there. You don't give a fuck how many Russians get killed. You could be in the Russian mob. Like I completely understand. <laughs> no, but even to make it more perfect, more like you could, if you make, if you post an environmental friendly video about how uh, human beings are polluting the fuck out of the planet, and we're all dying from that. So I'm like, be like, oh, you'll get so many comments about, oh, I hate people. People will be quick to get on the side of environmentalism and say fuck human beings because they've met a couple assholes in their life. Yeah. So if you dedicate some time to a backstory 
of Poison Ivy. I actually have one. Are you ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> I probably came to this pitch meeting prepared. I am, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. I've, I've had years to think about Yeah, we this. got connections, so don't even trip. Like, <laughs> Netflix is listening, so. First off, you have to establish why does uh, Pamela Isley love plants but also hate human beings? She grew up in Gotham City, right? I'm going to try to do this kind of fast because I know it's gonna, we have time. So, she grew up in Gotham City in the, in the slums of Gotham. Not the worst, but really poor. She had her parents, of course, were raising her, but in poverty, they were both alcoholics. And uh, early Irish, on, yes, because she's a redhead. Yeah. Uh, I was just guessing, just like the, it's the story you were telling. Just like drunk her. Irish fucks, right? And uh, she has this early memory of her parents taking her to the basically the Gotham City version of Central Park, and they're hanging out in the grass. She's having actually a really good experience, and like her mom teaches. You know, remember in elementary school, girls would always go in the field and get those little flowers and make the, like, like a little the dandelion thing. Yeah, and they would make a, a tiara out of it. Right. You know what I mean? And wear it. And uh, her mom teaches her how to wear, how to make one of those, and she makes one. She's really happy, and that's like the earliest happy memory she has because things just get worse as she gets to, like a little more. That's like when she's like five. Or now something. you got all this story from like? Did you read a specific? No, I'm, comic I'm, making, comment? I'm making this up. I'm making oh, okay. This is all. Uh, Wait, this is her, this I'm is making a, this up. This is my idea of what you could do to make poison. Uh, how do you good. know her backstory? That's what he's I'm making at. it up. I'm making this up because I want Poison Ivy to be good. Okay, I was just making sure because uh, you know all the others' backstories, and I wasn't sure if there was like a comic out that explained any of that. Her, her backstory um, is kind of like that's made in the comics. I'm going to weave into the story okay. in a minute. It's like but you have, know, but I'm going to give you my stuff first okay. too. So so that stuff that comes on later actually makes sense. For example, you know how people like. They create something, even though they fail, they still create something like the art of the deal. It's like things like that, right? Where they pretend like they're the best. And like, you know, it's like, whoa, this is, how did you, how did you know the art of the deal? And it's like, I made it up. <laughs> I made it all. It's, it's, it's make-believe. It's imagination. So let me, let me give you more make-believe how I waste time during the day uh, instead of doing work. Okay, so. That's hilarious. So you have that pretty moment of her as a kid, right? But. After a while, like, her dad is a fucking drunk. Mom's a drunk. They fight a lot. Her dad ends up leaving, abandons the family. Just the Irish community trying to connect every poor Corn, family. beef, and cabbage all day. So <laughs> so now she's growing up, and her mom is, of course, really upset. Her, she's, like, she's raising a kid on her own in Gotham, in the slums of Gotham. She's fucking broke. She can barely fucking survive on her own. She's sending her kid to school in Raz because she can't afford good clothes. So kids are making fun of her. So the only contact she has with human beings so far are a father that abandoned her, a mom who starts doing drugs and is Daddy abusive. Daddy issues immediately. I'll and the strip kids, her. And all the kids at school make fun of her. And she's just really, like, she's like the ugly duckling. So for she's red ugly, too. Makes fun of her redhead. You can yeah. totally touch on that. Freckles, yeah, they make fun of her for the freckles. They make fun of her for everything. So she, all she is being picked on, and the teachers don't give a fuck. They, they live in Gotham. They're just trying to survive. They don't give a fuck if one kid's getting picked on. Whatever, as long as the kids are distracted. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gotham, man. <laughs> so, uh, so have that going on and then her mom starts dating she's doing more drugs she's dating these assholes coming in and out revolving door of boyfriends and they're all just fucking physically abusive to little Pamela just no no I'll say it's a fuck that was horrible so they hate each other right they start like Pamela's getting smacked around at home and she's getting tortured at school by all these bullies she's like getting all throughout elementary school the only place that she finds herself away from this is when she's alone where does she go if she's at school at recess? She goes to the field and she makes those tiaras again. Oh, the one happy moment she had as a kid. She goes back to that whack when my mom was nice. And it reminds her of that. And then when she's out of school and she goes home and there's this abusive family element, she runs. She, where does she go? To the field. 
no, to the to the park, to the uh, Gotham City version of Central Park. She goes back there with all that that memory happened, That's what I, and she I sits and she she finds a little meta. Okay, <laughs> she but, goes to flowers. <laughs> exactly, she goes to flowers, and she finds peace being alone. Just like, and she like tries to take care of these flowers the best way, the only way she can. Like that's like her one moment of peace is being alone in like a meadow. She goes to the library, starts to learn about plants. She gets fascinated by plants. Her home life gets worse. Her school life gets worse. Well, then there has to be a scene in there to where the bully, well, girl, female bully, rips that fucking tear like the flowers out yeah. of her red. Like, and that's where she turns to anger. And that's her first time showing real anger. And it's almost like it was a build up. You gotta have that build up to where she's been picked on. Her family has been terrible. She's doing this one thing that makes her happy, and then the bully that's been picking on her, that she's been letting pick on her, rips that thing off her head, and then she shows aggression and she fucks her up. There has to no, be no, no, she's, okay, no. She she can't be okay, she bad. can't be an aggressive person. Yeah, I like your idea a lot that that would have to happen. You're welcome. So uh, I want ten percent. So uh, <laughs> you get a solid point two. So twenty two point two percent. So that so that would definitely happen like at like in sixth grade or something like that, and then uh, th- she's specifically that's yeah at the end of the background. Like, were you getting making older. flowers in sixth grade? <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, but the girls were. Okay, yeah, but, uh, sure, Andy. Andy got flowers ripped off his head. It's fucking tail. This is all emotional for me. Andy got his tail cut, and he's like, but anyway, so that keeps going on. And her mom's getting more just spiraling down the barrel with drugs. And then after a while, her mom has resented her for years because, like, you're the reason you're fucked. I have to take care of you. You've ruined my life. I have to take care of you. I can't live my life because of you. After a while, she's in junior high, high school. She's in this element. She's now she's in that, like, rebellious puberty stage, and she's starting to resent her mother. You're the reason dad left. The reason why I had to grow up getting picked on poor is because you chased dad away. She's back talking like in Carrie. <laughs> 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 by the way she doesn't really say this out loud because she's a very meek very shy girl right, that's, that that's gonna be sense. a theme that oh. goes all the way into adulthood she's very shy and very to herself she's not good she's never really had a good relationship with a human being she doesn't know how to communicate she has very bad social skills yeah. and she's very shy and that keeps going on and on but she's studying botany so she wants to go to college and be a botanist. She wants to start growing weed, like in that movie Sa- uh, Savage. What's that? Savages? No, <laughs> oh, hey, Savages. No, 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 horrible so, movie. Is that what it was? I think so. The chick is doing both yeah, the dudes. Yeah, yeah. Doing stupid. both the dudes. Blake Lively? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got that real dick from Stupid Reynolds, and then movie. everything's all good. She's so hot. She's so, so hot. fucking hot. She dude. is hot. Maybe she should play Poison Ivy. Nope. I got a better yeah. one. I'm going to get to it later. No, yeah, he does. Yeah. Call me out Hendrix. I got so many reasons. I got so many reasons, too. But anyways. All so. right, Joker. <laughs> I got so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she ends up finally, uh, her mom overdoses, let's say her mom overdoses in like high school or something like that, right? So her mom's gone. She has no connections to any family at all she's alone in the world but because she's done so well in school it's the only thing she's really done anything teachers in. show her attention no, no the teachers don't really care but they're just like you're passing and oh, she's Gotham. she, cares, she cares about but you have to keep that vein of her not being able being to be I have, I have something I'm going to bring up later I promise you <laughs> but anyways <laughs> she, goes, she, she ends up going to Gotham State and she's studying botany. That's her major because she wants to be a scientist. And she she knows that the environment's being destroyed, and she wants to do something about it. She's trying to be proactive in her own way, do her research, all that kind of stuff. So she's in college, and she that's when she finally has a connection with somebody. It's one of her professors. Now all this time, you have other people. You have like a we're gonna make fun of like the white knight fucking male feminists here. 
They're like, yeah, I care about the environment too. And Moonzy, because you have these sleazy guys oh, that are trying, trying to get with Genius. Her. And so she fucking she hates becomes her. hot. <laughs> she becomes super exactly. hot. She, fucking red ass, like nerdy I, glasses. You play that yep, nerd card. Yep. You gotta play that nerd Braces. card. She still you do want to cast an ugly redhead as a kid. Like you gotta, like you gotta do that because. But dude, in college, in college, she starts to become hot, but she's like trying to hide it, kind of. She doesn't like flaunt right. her figure or anything. She wears those big sweaters. Pants. Yeah. No makeup, no makeup, no, none of that. So, but like some guys are still noticing. In them hair in a <laughs> so, so hair long and in her face, like in the movie, she's all that or whatever. <laughs> there you go. You know I'm I don't know. Find girl who can give glasses and she's a mess. She's a mess. <laughs> then you take it off and it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like keep the glasses on, bitch. I'm all about that. <laughs> but um, she's like still like shy. She doesn't like being around these guys. She feels like unsafe around boys. Because um, we can. all... I'm not saying you have to do this, but it could be an element in it because it would probably be a Zack Snyder film, and there's a lot of rape in <laughs> Zack Snyder films. So sexual abuse from oh, mom's boyfriend. If it's gonna be a Zack Snyder film, don't. We just gave Zack Snyder the worst fucking award you can give him. <laughs> I don't think Zack Snyder deserves to get his hands on Poison Ivy. Oh, I don't think about it. I'm saying so it. Maybe, they would probably do it. Maybe saying, we okay. can contact Netflix and they can trust us enough. Like, they've been listening to the podcast so 60 weeks. They, I, you know enough about Batman. Chris can direct and I can just, I can produce so I can own the money. I own the money. guys everything. my producer does, right? What do you do? I own, I own the money. money. I own the money. As long as I'm on the creative side. Okay, so. You I'll help you write it. I'll fix the grammar. You can do the sound. <laughs> so, uh, so, so she finally does get that connection with, uh, she wants to do something. She wants to be a protester. She wants to do this, but she's too shy and scared to do anything really physically. Too afraid to jump out of her comfort yeah, zone. Exactly. Taking a leap. But she has this professor who actually notices her brilliance. And for the first time, somebody takes an interest in her that's not physical. Oh, like in Good Will Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so he's like really like, no, no, you're brilliant. I can get you a job later on. If you keep your reach, you are the best student I've ever had. If you keep this up, you can do something really important in the world. You can change the world. He makes her really believe this, that she can have a positive effect on not just her surroundings, her city, but the fucking world. And so she goes into that and he's helping her and he's providing her with all these materials and she's getting... And what, So now we have to... What we need to do is establish... Uh, how does she get her powers exactly? Okay, so... Well, think about, first off, no one works in this town without a retainer, so I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> but listen... Just, oh, that's Batman! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Connection. Let me do my thing. So... Okay, so... Now you just rewrote it, huh? <laughs> okay, her first power that everyone knows is she can control plants. She can make plants do what she wants. How the... What? If, are you telepathic? If you're telepathic, you can make anything. What, that doesn't make any sense. Why just plants? Like Carrie, I just said that. Here's the <laughs> thing. Because she lets off a pheromone. Exactly. Because here's the because th- what we found out for those who maybe don't know, scientists in real life have found oh. out that plants can send chemical signals to other plants and make them change their own biology and yep. behavior. Uh, they test the test that I read about specifically was about giraffes, and I think it, was, it wasn't. I forgot what the type of tree that they. Giraffes love to eat. I forgot the name of it. I'm sorry. Leafy but, trees. <laughs> so they're eating leafy trees, right? That's a scientific if, term. Sorry, Chris. If, 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 if a couple of giraffes are eating a leafy tree, that tree will send a scent down to other trees, and those other trees will change the taste of their leaves to be more bitter. To yep. be so more leafy trees. <laughs> so the giraffes won't eat them. It's a fucking really interesting defense te- oh. mechanism. And also the largest living organism in the world isn't a blue whale. It's actually a group of fungus in the Amazon, and they can communicate with each other. There's also a type of fungus that can infiltrate insects. 
This is a plant yep. can infiltrate insects and make them commit suicide. Yep. Damn. So that they can get inside their brain. So you use they're, that. They're same. finding out that the coral reefs and all the barrier reefs can also communicate. This is, see, this is fascinating Crazy. stuff. And, and check this out. And that's, this is the argument of vegans like, oh, plants, they're not smart, so it's okay to eat them. First off, to give you an example, when like the, where we open and close, where we walk in, uh, when I was growing the garden out there, there was this little fucking type of plant that was literally going up and wrapping around like this, the, the fucking gate, wrapping around the gate, going up. How the fuck is that possible? Like, that's so crazy to me. I was looking at it, I'm like... It's the plant somehow lead. knows this is a yeah. steady structure that yeah. I can use. And it's climbing up it, circling around. That, to me, is fucking incredible. I was like, whoa, it's not just going up it. It's circling it. Like, it's smart enough like to know. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's so the thing. fuck you, vegans. Eat so, you have her, fuck you vegans. so you have her... So part of her research is studying what these kind of plants and how they do that, right? So that's part of her thing. And she's working on certain things. Like, how can I use this... And manipulate and use it in a more like how can I use plants communicating with each other as a sort of signal for everyday use and like she's she's that's her own personal pet project that she's really into. Meanwhile, she's also like working. The, her professor has got her in touch with some uh, some like big companies. Now she's working on an alternate kind of fuel. Okay, Damn. so now she's getting the ire of oil companies. Mm -hmm. She hates oil companies, of course, because she's an environmentalist. She hates what they do. When they're working right, they're destroying the environment. When they fuck up, they really destroy the environment. So she's really against them. She wants to create this alternative uh, kind of fuel. She's looking at all plant life for this. Uh, maybe she's looking at a certain kind of photosynthesis, uh, a kind of drug or a kind of uh, treatment that can help people manipulate photosynthesis. So you as a human being, you need to eat a lot of food, a lot of meat and stuff to get energy for your body. But the body. What, what if you, what if you like human beings, we already absorb uh, uh, vitamin D from the sun. Right. That's something we need. We need the sunlight. What if we can manipulate that even further so we can get actual energy from the sun in our own bodies so we don't have to eat as much? Well, you don't have to eat as much. You don't have to make as much crops. You don't, you don't, it goes down this chain of things that's better for the environment. Right? Okay, I'm with so you. So maybe she's, maybe that, maybe she, this is all very super kind of like, Fuck you, super sci-fi bullshit mumbo jumbo. Uh, but, that that's a foreshadow because I love sci-fi. But Disney it connects. Movie. But it connects. It makes enough sense in a comic book kind of fashion that like she's working on that. She's getting funding for that. That's her main project, and the oil companies know about this, and like they want something bad to happen to her. And she's also working on immunities. Like uh, she works a lot. Like uh, poison ivy is also immune to any kind of poison. So she's working on ways that she can help people make better anti-venom and better like antidotes for all kinds of stuff using the kind of chemicals in plants. She's doing all three of these projects at once because she's fucking brilliant. That's all she cares about. She's and she's not social. She really so she yeah. yeah. Party. She, she she's not getting any party. dick, dude. Yeah. She's fucking she gangster. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, if you realize how much time that you've spent looking up sex videos and jacking off and stuff, <laughs> you, you could, if you use that time for other things, I dude, know, it's crazy. We would ha we'd be able to make this movie because <laughs> we would, our time would be going towards okay. something special uh, okay so that's the three parts she's working on her professor is so, so supportive blah 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 well it turns out that her professor is actually um, is in the pocket of oil companies he's been doing this kind of thing for years where he gets people the kind of people who are trying to make some kind of difference oh, damn you make him the villain that's good so, so he's not the, no, no, he's no. not he's not the main villain because look in the, there, yeah, like in that's that, so genius but he's he's a stepping stone to the real listen, like so, that's so in batman and Ro you. in batman and robin that horrible movie they have this is the only poison people know he would know this poison ivy so you can kind of manipulate it a little bit uh, she was working on chemicals and stuff for him to make a super steroid. She finds out, and he throws her into all the chemicals, and then she transforms to poison ivy because of this fucking guy, and then she goes for revenge. 
You do that, but you make it a little more interesting. You make it more connected because it's the first person that actually showed attention to her, showed her attention. So that's the whole thing. Finally, this guy's paying attention to me. Now my life means more. I actually than have a just... friend. I have somebody that I, I see his family now. I actually love this man. I don't have parents. I didn't have a father figure in my life. He's an older father figure who's very intelligent. Not only is he showing her like this father figure aspect, but also love. What love is the first time she's ever felt love. The first time she feels love since that day in the park. Yeah. Right. Since that very early day when would she you, first learned how to make that would crown. You connect with. And now she's felt this person so much, and now he betrays her, and he tries to make like an accident. And it's even worse. He tries to than- make. It looked like an accident by all of her experiments. Fucking, there's an explosion and all this stuff. And the last thing that she sees before this accident is it's him. The one person that she thought in the whole world she could trust, the one person she had a connection with, betrayed her. So that completely cuts off all any kind of sympathy she has for human beings. Damn. Her, own, her last strand that was there is now gone. It's now turned to hatred. Then the fact that this accident happens makes her a little bit crazy. And all these chemicals that I've talked about, all these experiments she's working on, that's what manipulates her biology and turns her into the half-plant woman. That's why she's immune to poisons. That's why she communicates with plants. That's why that she's a fucking plant. She can use photosynthesis. That's why that she doesn't like fucking eat or anything. That's why she turns into this supernatural basically being, but it's still steeped in a little bit of science so you can actually believe it. Yeah, it's, and when it's all this somewhat happens, believable. Like you can that, be yeah. on the train with it and not be completely crazy. Yeah. And when that happens, and when she goes on a fucking rampage to kill that motherfucker the audience is like fuck yes fuck that motherfucker kill all these pieces of shit they're fuck full support yes. of it so you actually like the her. Irish community the vegan community <laughs> bro you got everybody rocking and rolling right now <laughs> and here's the thing feminist community is like fuck that motherfucker yeah. Yeah. she turns lesbian <laughs> starts eating she, on Harley Quinn she actually does <laughs> so yeah. long, baby. So, but before we get there let's talk about the cast it's all anti-men so uh-huh. you're smart because everyone <laughs> everyone wants everyone's been like giving their ideas for who should play Poison Ivy the most recent one was Jessica Chastain fine actress she's really good in a lot of movies then a lot of sci-fi not actually. fine but like fine actress you know what I mean she's very fine no, no I mean she's, she's good not. she's a, she's good looking whatever she's, right. she's whatever good looking is. but I don't she's think she's a decent actress though <laughs> Poison Ivy has to be a femme fatale that's what she does she she makes herself a hot because now she's confident all of a sudden it's one of her changes and she's like I'm going to use my sexuality plants people, are confident as people fuck have tried to, people have tried to use me to, to, to like basically fuck me my whole life and like so I'm, I'm going to use that against them I'm finally going to use my I'm taking control of my sexuality I'm going to use it as a weapon now you go girl it's been used against her her whole life so now she's going to be now it's pro slut <laughs> everyone dude he has everyone getting everyone on board bro. <laughs> so she's being the Jews are like um, I'm still waiting dude. <laughs> 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 So she she's a femme fatale now. So what she does in like the comics and everything is she like she'll seduce a guy, get his guard down, and then fucking murder the shit out of him and, <laughs> and torture him and just do all kinds of crazy. Murder the shit out of him because when people die, they shit their pants. <laughs> and she's so manip. And like, here's the thing: you need a someone who can play that character, who can pretend to be innocent and sell you on her being innocent. So Adam's gonna cute. play it himself. And beautiful. <laughs> so like, oh my god, yeah. And then at the moment's notice, turn into a fucking vicious animal and fuck you up. Damn. And who I think could really do that really well, and there's evidence of it in two different TV shows, Christina Hendricks. Boom, we are we already knew. What with the well, audience I mean, in it? It's the perfect cast. It I is mean, who 100% else are you cast. So, you could do no, it's what, 100. Amy Adams? 100%. That's not that, was, that was one of the first choices, and I hate it. It's like, well, she's just, already lowest lane. Amy, no, no, no. <laughs> Amy Adams, no. And even Isla Fisher, no. You need someone who has that sex ball. The, yeah. I, which, not, look, uh, Christina Hendricks, body, body shape. We're going to get to the sex appeal in a minute. Not we got to talk about the actor. Mad Men. <laughs> because in Mad Men, her most famous role, she plays Joan, who is 
very much Pamela Isley. People see her and they only think one thing. That's an object. She's the hottest thing I've ever seen. I just want to fuck it. That's probably all she is. There's no way she has a brain. There's no way she's smart. But she is. And she outthinks a lot of people. She's very independent. She runs her own fucking life. She ends up running the fucking business. She's way more than you think she is. And she knows how to manipulate you based off of that. She plays that character. And then in Firefly, one of my favorite shows, one of her earlier shows, she's that character, but to an even more extreme. When you first meet her, she's even more of that really, really shy, like small town type of girl living in a lonely world, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I I said no more Steve Perry reference. (laughs) I'm running out of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so she plays that and she tricks the main character, Captain Reynolds in Firefly. and, uh, And there's like this great scene where she's seducing him and like... Everyone's telling him not to do it. There was this priest that he's friends with. Like, if you do that, the men who manipulate girls like that go to a very special kind of hell. Don't you dare do it. And then she's seducing him. And it's like, there's no way you could not be seduced by this woman. She's, she's like, doing it perfectly. What? I'm then, running hell. <laughs> and she's like, and then he says, he just kind of goes, oh, I'm going to go to that special hell. <laughs> and then they end up fucking making out and everything. But she turns out, oh, she was just going to knock him out. She knocks him out. And then she starts to steal this fucking ship. She ends up fighting this girl. It's She does it this total badass. She comes back another episode and she's a total fucking like gunfighter badass who can beat people the fuck up. That's Poison Ivy. That's what Poison Ivy needs to be. Christina Hendricks has played that character. She's so fucking good at it. She can actually sell a fucking kick to the face unlike fucking Iron Fist. <laughs> And I think, of course, then, of course, you have the classic look. She has the perfect look of almost every Poison Ivy ever fucking drawn. She has, like, the... She's absolutely gorgeous. Perfect fucking hair, obviously. Amazing body. Like, she could play the perfect Poison Ivy. And all the things that I've described that I want my Poison Ivy to be, she's played a version of that kind of character. And she could do it well. And she needs to be Poison Ivy, not Jessica Chastain, not Amy Adams, not Isla Fisher, not the typical redhead actresses. And don't you dare buy some fucking blonde and have that's her come exactly in and die her fucking... Do, yeah. That's what they are going to do. And they're going to get... Johansson. They're going to get a skinny chick... A really skinny girl with no real curves or body on her. Oh, Britta. No, we're what? <laughs> They're going to get <laughs> Jillian Jacobs. No, we're what? No, we're all- body on her body, <laughs> no body and then they're gonna make her young I swear to god if they're gonna make her young and that's the r- exact wrong thing to do because Harley Quinn can be young because all the villains were introduced Joker was already famous when Harley Quinzel decided to go to Arkham and find him and then she went nuts so the fact that Margot Robbie is 23 that's okay even though your Batman is 40 fucking 5 Ben Affleck he has gray hair they sold him for years as our Batman's gonna be grizzled and old he's a veteran so your villains need to be too your Catwoman can't be more than a couple of years younger than him, and your Poison Ivy can be a few years. So if Batman's 45, your Poison Ivy needs to be in her late 30s. So she at works the youngest, At the youngest. She has to be somebody that he's dealt with before. And it's also sex appeal. She can't, it can't be some 18-year-old, hot 18-year-old That's trying to weird. bang Batman. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Christina it, Hendricks is in her late 30s. It's like the killing joke. It's like the killing joke. <laughs> Batman, I mean, he's... Fucking a teenager? That's yeah. your daughter, bro. Yeah, you can't be doing that. <laughs> also, um, I'm to support what I said last week... Um, I don't like the fact that you're calling this white actor Iron Fist. I want you to say his name, okay? <laughs> Danny I don't Ren. like white actor. Oh, there you go, Danny Ren. <laughs> so anyways, so, my bad. so, <laughs> never mind. so <laughs> Poison Ivy needs to be late 30s, early 40s, and Catwoman definitely needs to be like 40 years old. Because most needs, cat ladies are old as fuck she, she by needs, themselves <laughs> with cats. She, she <laughs> by a train track. Like, <laughs> she was basically like inspired by Bruce when he first became Batman. She was inspired by that. She's the same age. They're the, each other's great loves. It's just that they are at different paths. And like the reason why like 
she's such a good villain is because her and Bruce have this great connection. If they need to be like around, like basically the same age. If she's super young, it's creepy and weird. It doesn't fucking work. She has to be a veteran too. She has to be a veteran badass who's a kind of an anti-hero at this point who Bruce believes is a good person and he can change. And he spent years thinking that she could change. And then Bruce went up to so her and So that's why like, Catwoman needs to be 40 and she needs to be played <laughs> by Kate Beckinsale and I will not settle. <laughs> and the reason they're not together is because Batman looks, looked her straight in the and he's like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> but I hang out with an old man so all day long. Isn't it like uh, aren't they like jumping the gun essentially like they did yeah, with the whole exactly. Batman versus what Superman thing? What I was thinking thing? too. No, I, got this, I got this answer. Get get out of here. Um, <laughs> I think they're jumping the gun too because first off, we like I said earlier, we only got this Poison Ivy. No one even remembers or gives a fuck about this Poison Ivy. Bitch, you peaked at Pulp Fiction. Let's give so it you said the three, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Catwoman. Catwoman. Yes, yes and we is. only got the other cat. What, what are we going to get? Catwoman from the new Batman movies? The Halle Berry No, no 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 no, 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 no. Listen, no. Sh- they're, they're going to have to, uh, it's a totally different universe. They're going to have to recast Catwoman. That's what I'm saying. Get Kate Beckinsale because she can sell a fight scene better than any other actress I've, I've noticed. She's better in any action fucking movie I've seen than any other actress. The character she played in Total Recall is Catwoman. She pretends like she cares. She gets close to you. Then she tries to murder you in the face. That's a fucking Catwoman. <laughs> they're leaning on. They're leaning on the fact that Margot Robbie played um, yeah, Harley sure, Quinzel. They're leaning on her carrying the film to where they can introduce these characters. And it's like, no, the movie's gonna succeed. But we know from Marvel, a build up is what everyone wants. A build up is what's important. A build up is you're, you're not just connected to Harley Quinn. You don't want a movie to where you're like. Rooting for Harley Quinn, you want to have a connection to Poison Ivy and Catwoman. Why would you not? To have a connection with three characters, everything that happens is more emotional. Everything happens like, it's not like, well, I don't give a fuck if that person dies. doesn't matter. Yeah, and it, it, would, it, would want- take, it takes too much time to, to like, you can introduce a bunch of characters in a movie. Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad did that. So did but Batman or Superman. Also, you didn't get a great connection with all those characters and it None felt forced. No. Whereas, Killed off all the brown guys first, except uh, Will Smith because he's white. If you, if you introduce one character at a time, and you can fully flush them out, and you could do the Poison Ivy story to where, like what I said, and make her interesting in a separate movie. Then when you have a team-up movie, you're already sold. You don't have to waste time introducing the character. When they do this movie, which they are going to do in a few years, it's going to be a few years though, when they do it, they're going to have to introduce both characters and their origins and where they are and ha- make introduce to what they do and what their personality is in the same movie while they're trying to get the movie going. And when you do that, you take too much time and then you end up cutting a lot of that shit for action sequences and then no one cares about the characters. And that's why I'm fucking worried about it and we should all petition. <laughs> Christina Andrews no, they need to stop jumping the gun on all these movies because I think monetarily in the long run they would actually benefit from it whereas what they're doing right now is trying to cash in on the cash exactly. cow. Hey, hold, on, wait, hold on guys. It's the long con. Marvel yeah. did the long Seriously? con yeah. and it's paying off with huge dividends. Huge. 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 <laughs> Huge the dividend. hugest, the bigliest dif- dividends. But, uh, that, that, that was my bigliest difference. That was a great pitch, dude. That was, that was amazing. One, dude, you need to copy dude, I'll that. I'll write it, bro. <laughs> you give me the outline. You need to start going to like pitches and no. just being like, hey, knocking on people's doors. <laughs> dude, give me five grand. You can literally make that comic book. I know Travis knows a guy who actually does comic books. I know a guy. Seriously, I know a guy who knows a guy. guy. Knows a guy who does the art for it. That idea alone, if we can write it down like if you can just I'll 
I don't know much vocabulary, but I know enough to be able to write a story. If we can seriously write it down and, and build the story, because that right there was amazing. Yeah, I was, was all, all in. We were both Thank all you. in. So <laughs> they, listening, they, to, they, listening to that, it. if we can sit down and actually flush something out and come up with the story and the scenes at least, because once you have the brainstem of it all, then you fill in you fill right, in the blanks. Yeah. That's what it is. That's it all needs a skeleton. It's a sto- yeah. It's a it's a it's a timeline, dude. I fucking love it, man. That's a really good idea. No, it's exactly Total what I had ideas. to do when I did my short film. I had like five million ideas, but I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I wasn't sitting there thinking, well, I gotta have a tortoise. I gotta have motorcycles. There has to be a conflict. No, my whole entire premise was like, all right, I want the, a, a really lonely guy who's like a war vet and he needs to overcome an obstacle of being like antisocial and he needs to somehow build a friendship. And that was my skeleton. And then you and then fill, it fill it all in. in. You get the yeah. muscles going. It's you a get great the tenants point. tenants going. Yeah. You're fucking filling the hair. You <laughs> gave him hair, of course, because you're like jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> but Everyone's um, got to have hair. Have the best hair. But, uh, dude, I think that was absolutely fucking incredible, man. And when I, when I thought you were pitching... Gotham Sirens. I thought you were going to be talking about a video game. So I went into this completely unknowing. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. I did not know at all where Did you were going, games. and I thought it was perfect. And I still get ten percent by telling you about that fight scene. <laughs> uh, that was a great pitch, dude. dude really that was, was amazing, man. I pitch. think the story is fucking really remarkable. If I watch that, it's fucked up. If, if if we watch it in three years and it's your movie, ooh, someone's getting the call. We got this backdated. We're gonna call. We're gonna call all five listeners. All five listeners are gonna call, dude. This is copyright. Danny, Eddie, (laughs) (laughs) Danny, Eddie, Julio, and then two other random people. (laughs) Oh, a bunch of Mexicans. We don't give a fuck what you guys think. (laughs) (laughs) That's Trump country when Addy's movie gets stolen, (laughs) put on the big screen by Disney. Foreshadow. All right, so uh, I wanted to just do a little quick one because it, it lit up the internet, even though um, I didn't really go very far into it, but you did, and I just wanted to breeze over it real fast, this whole leggings well, for, and yeah, United Airlines First off, let's tell people, um, this episode, right, we, we have a lot of currents we want to discuss, so this is going to be a main current uh, episode. We're going to do a lot of current topics. We only have two main subjects. A lot of current events for a you. A lot of current events that have happened this week, so we wanted to get into them, so Go ahead. Yes. No, you were the one that went down the rat hole. Oh, okay. So what I was looking at when I went online. So just what? Tell them what the exact the the, the headline. It's, it's clickbait. Yeah, it's definitely clickbait. Instantly fucking clickbait. Every article's clickbait these days. So here's a couple that I'm just pulling up. No leggings on flights. Celebs blast United God for a terrible dang, dress code. Here's why United banned girls with leggings from a flight. God, that's they're all clickbait. United leggings problem. Wandering are a mean. Do not know what the fuck that means. <laughs> so what I read was that, okay, some people who were on a flight were told to get off because they weren't wearing proper attire. There were there was young girls wearing leggings. And uh, they're like, oh, my God, you're going to police the way women dress, all that thing. And it turns out it was, oh, no, we only have this policy for people who are part of the company. They were part of uh, an employee's family or something like that that was like basically getting able to fly for free. And they're like, when you're doing that, when you're flying for free through our company, you're basically representing us. And we need you to dress accordingly. Stand by. And it's where I fly. Uh-oh. And I wear my suit every fucking time I fly. Every time I fly, I get my suit. No matter really? what. Yep. Give up. I, don't give up. I don't fuck around. That's crazy. Who's doing oh, the Except, sorry, wait. Except, <laughs> except, except the only time I didn't do it is when I went and met Dak's parents because Dak was like, don't wear a suit. My family's gonna make fun of you. <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, did you wear a cowboy hat? No, I just cowboy wore, I, boots. I just wore normal. You put some work gloves in your back pocket. <laughs> you had to go put a plaid shirt on. You get a bandana time. in your yeah. other back pocket. Yeah. Put some dip in there. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> but majority of the time, no, don't even get <laughs> <get it. laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but did you did um when I flew to Cancun for instance I, I knew I was gonna get first class dude suit the fuck up like always and I roll the sleeves up so it's all tatted out so I look like it's like that nigga owns an internet company <laughs> <laughs> why is he flying coach you realize that it was actually people on standby and whatnot people that were representing United so yeah they do have to be on somewhat of a standard like it completely makes sense yeah but see if I'm if I'm flying first class and you try to walk and use the bathroom, I'll put my hand on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Segura uh, quote, dude. Man, yeah. <laughs> Great fucking one of my favorite quotes from. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my hand on your chest. I fucking so love fucking that. Funny. He gets moved up to go, or but, moved up to it, and he's like, yeah, he, he gets bumped you up. You fucking peasant. That <laughs> 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 whole attitude changes. But yeah, so that's that's the whole story, right? They're they're flying for this company, so it's like you're supposed to represent them in a certain way. Don't wear form fitting clothes. I think was the quote. Like, but, I think that was the quote in the contract is not form fitting, super tight clothes. Hmm. Which you know, you're 13. Wear but also, if they're wearing Lululemon, <laughs> motherfucker, I can see your snatch. Okay, <laughs> we can all see your snatch. Your parents can see your snatch, and they're not even here right now. <laughs> like, you're, you're a McDonald, not a whore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I think that's all the the, the article never clarified exactly how see-through they were, what was on them, what what exactly the issue was, because you can say, got kicked off for this. You can make up any little tiny thing. For instance, it's like, uh, got kicked off playing because he's a fucking Muslim. I gave you guys an example earlier, or he was speaking in Arabic. That guy who's an internet troll who basically does prank videos, like the backpacks, when, when they leave yeah, the, the video, The video spread around saying that this kid was uh, getting kicked off just for speaking Arabic. He didn't do anything wrong. And there was another guy saying, this is super racist. And he's like, yeah, thank you, sir. Turns out they're fucking friends and they do this kind of shit all the time. And it was like, dude, you are doing such a bad thing right now. Like, this is going to... This is going to hurt a lot of people in real life. Yeah. Cause because then, when people do are actually being innocent, like they're not going to be hurt. Boy, you cried wolf. And fucking you're, you're a fucking piece of shit. That guy was such a fucking scumbag. Boy, you cried racism. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Because in the real moments of shit happening, like fucking Muhammad Ali Jr. getting kicked off, getting stopped at the airport, an American, it, it's like these all these stories get tacked into the same, like they get put into the same bubble. And it's like these people are fucking with them or the legging thing. How do you know that they weren't trying to cause an uproar by wearing these certain type of you how know, do you know that they weren't like we've all seen them there's like certain see-through ones that they're kind of see-through you can see their thong there's they ones that Trump's are brown face on them. the brown Trump. ones are fucked up it literally looks like your legs like you you cannot tell That's whenever bad. they're brown the tan so ones like just wearing no pants yeah it's fucked up so I can see how certain type of leggings wouldn't be appropriate if you're specifically riding for free you're essentially representing United. It makes complete sense. So, yeah, I feel like that was a really clickbaity one, and, and the internet jumped for that one. Oh, really no, celebrities good. jumped for it. Celebrities jumped for it. Which, yeah, I think the way women dress, it was, it was huge. Yeah, it's fucking huge. stupid. No, we let her jobs on the airplane all the time, bitch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, I got another story that I didn't let anyone know about, and it's about a mother who essentially was like, what do I got to lose? Callie Blackwell speaks about secretly giving dying son Darian cannabis oil. Oh, I saw that. Fucking saw that. I Rachel posted it. Not. Shout out to fucking Rachel. <laughs> I saw Rachel post that shit, dude. <laughs> I actually didn't see that she posted. I got it from Reddit. But uh, the 17-year-old planned his funeral. So the boy, who was dying, like Bender. planned his funeral. <laughs> That's funny. Next! He <laughs> <laughs> made an amazing fight back to full... Full health what? after a relentless four-year battle. 
and it's all due to CBD oil. He no. was on the deathbed. He was on death's fucking door. He was going to die. Everybody had accepted it. The mom had tried countless drugs, tried this, over the counter, under the counter, went to Mexico, didn't go to Mexico, went here, uh, went, here. Didn't, went to Mexico, couldn't get back from Mexico because of Trump. <laughs> she, she essentially tried everything that she could try. She's in fucking crippling debt, but she did not care because she wanted to because do when, anything that to make her we, son We know live. this story. This story is, is a constant story throughout history people do anything for their child and you've seen this countless fucking times there's been plenty of documentaries on marijuana and and like young kids who are like four and five who are suffering with cancer whose parents said fuck it i'm gonna break the laws because if it means breaking the law for something i think it's gonna benefit my kid that's not hurting anybody else like libertarianism (laughs) um then why not do it why not go out why not do everything in your power to Make sure your kid survives. And it, there was a four-year-old. I think he was like the youngest to ever get uh, cannabis oil. And it, he the was seizures? A can- he was oh. a cancer kid. Oh, no, he had cancer. He's a cancer kid. <laughs> One of those Wish Foundation pieces <laughs> of shit. Um, and he didn't wish for weed, but the dad was like, you're getting weed. Um, and no, gave it to the kid, and the kid started eating. It wasn't the, the whole thing is nutrients. These people who have cancer, they're not hungry. They don't eat anything like that. So... Giving them this, it makes them hungry. It makes them forget that, hey, I'm dying. And, um, <laughs> which is a good you thing. forget a lot of shit. Yeah, on <laughs> yeah I had me last week. What about like, my wife? <laughs> <laughs> All I need to get thinking during the day she's building is, is, are those fucking Benedicts almost done? <laughs> <laughs> well, the crazy kicker for me, and that I wanted to bring it up, was because he was already 17, and then he got diagnosed with three days. Like, three days to live. Like, he had been in bad health and whatnot, but he didn't think he was going to die. They weren't exactly sure what it was. They finally got everything diagnosed, and it was, it's... It's a, it's a one in seven two billion, days. a one in seven billion form of cancer called Langerhans cell sarcoma. That's one person in the whole planet. Seriously. One in seven billion. So that's what it you're says, gonna die man. two days before the day. And so they tomorrow. gave him three <laughs> days. Oh my god, that's today. <laughs> and then his mom gave him some CBD oil. CBD oil. Um, it doesn't say exactly like what type or anything because there's a million of them out there. There's certain types. That'll help with seizures. There's types get a sponsorship that'll help deal with migraines. There's types like it, it just depends. So you kind of have to specify when you're even getting the CBD oil. What are you trying to to get it to do and whatnot? I'm trying to get mm-hmm. high, player. <laughs> and she said within 30 minutes his anxiety left. He stopped like being Jack, all, like, listen like, up. Like <laughs> maybe CBD within 30 minutes. It doesn't give you the psycho uh, psychoactive. Right. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not it's active. Not it's not getting yeah. you stoned. It's just using all the other properties. It's essentially like hemp. Like hemp can be used for so much Dude, fucking shit. There was somebody who said if we discovered marijuana in the hemp plant, just like that, the plant in general, even without the buds, if we discover that in the rainforest today without ever knowing about it, it'd be the greatest discovery in, in mankind 100 years. And that was, I thought was fucking really good because because of the benefits of the whole plant. Because of the multiple it's benefits. It's not just one thing. Everything it can do. Yeah. It's and so stupid it makes you stupid because you're trying to think about how many benefits fucking <laughs> has that you can do. And Donald Trump is like trying to fucking sign some bills for his pharmaceutical buddies that would make it illegal. And then you got Jesse the body Ventura <laughs> saying, not on my one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just an amazing what was story. I talking about? Do you think about the Dems and the Republicans? They don't understand. Dems and Republicans. I fucking love that. I love what he says and it's so silly. <laughs> you fucking stupid fucker. <laughs> Three I days to live. Yeah. 17 had to plan his own fucking well, not funeral. anymore. He's alive and well. <laughs> he is smoking all the weed and all the weed for I'm telling you right it's now. It's not even psychoactive. 
It's Mom just the takes oils, a leap of faith. A couple faith. drops under the and tongue. I all those pills that my wife was taking. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say. Wait, did I say wife? I, I have a personal. Co- I don't want to say names. I have a personal connection with who I am. I know personally that would take this oil and. This is why I live in Mexico now. <laughs> because Mexico has... I love my state of Minnesota. I was the governor. Did you know I was the governor of Minnesota? Yeah, yeah we, we got, got it, it. Jesse. <laughs> well, 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 when I was governor of Minnesota, I took all Did the I people that, that were in prison for marijuana. And I wiped their slates clean. Doing the Lord's because work, Because all it does Jesse. is good. It does all it does. Doing is, the Lord's it's work. medical benefits. It does all and the, the guys, good. <laughs> I talked to a friend of mine. You might know him named Tommy Chong. <laughs> and he said, I was like, I talked to him about medical marijuana. He's a businessman. He, he said, it's all medical. It's all medical. Because even if it's psychoactive, it's helping your mental health. And that's really important. <laughs> Did I mention Jesse I was the, the governor intern. of Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> Did I also mention I was a Navy frog? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so three so days so to live. Dom's <laughs> up. Bring it in. Going back. through. I miss, vo- I miss that voice so much, dude. Winds up going through a four-year battle. Three days to live. Four-year battle. Beats cancer. Has no more cancer. And I just thought that was a great story. So, but was Be- he the sergeant at arms for the Marcos? <laughs> <laughs> now we get to go into Stevie's absolutely oh, batshit. Stevie's gonna have some ridiculous. hardcore shit like. Chris gave us some really uplifting, beautiful story about fucking <laughs> cannabis oil curing diseases. Kids with diseases. Well, I'm going to give you guys something about population control. <laughs> no, no, not the mass suicide. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. No, the this... chick. Oh, shit. Okay, perfect. The, the trafficking. Ooh. This, this one. This one is going to make a lot of people very divided. It's very divisive. Yeah, this one's well, going to be like really split. Why are you going to get mad for a lot yeah. of people? I'm, yeah. So I'm mad at this. And the way that you're going to present it to is super biased because Bi- you're super convinced that she is lying Adam about the level entire bias. thing. So I know she's fucking lying. How, you don't know. You don't have evidence. You, ha- you have logical conclusions that you have come to, but you don't actually have physical proof. First off, Let's just start by... Okay, so listen Okay, to just this, go yeah. into the story. I just wanted to give a preface Dak, to so let everyone know that this is going to be somewhat biased. But Dak yeah. went to high school with this girl, right? She's in Dak's life through social media. Dak would post something online. Like, this was like four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Dak posted something online. Um, said something about us having sex or something like that. And this girl was like, freak or something. And Dak was like, this fucking bitch didn't screenshot. Fuck this bitch. Like... Dude, Did she mean it mean though? Or she yeah, like, oh, you're, you're a freak. freak. Yeah, you're no, a freak. No, no. Yeah, no. yeah, freak. I guess you can't read <laughs> freak. But no, was there any like punctuation? Was there any like exclamation? Point? No question marks. Emojis. I don't know. But, so no, Dak tells Just me about freak. Period. Dak. That's an insult. <laughs> Dak tells me about all this shit this girl posts right, and she would like look at this fucking chick I went to school with. Remember that she called me a freak? Look at this. She's like trying to get fucking some smackers tonight or something like that. Dak didn't know, but. That that's a term for ecstasy. I'm like, yeah, everyone's been calling it that for fucking years. This girl's like, I'll do, dance, I'll, I will literally. This girl literally said, I will hook up with someone for Molly, like basically almost word for word. If you're trying to, if you can get me fucking some Molly or whatever, I'll do some things on social All right. media. All right. And so I was like, what's her, uh, what's the, what's her name on the, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got some capital connections. <laughs> and Dak's like, she gonna call me out for her freaking this bitch over offering some fucking pussy for drugs. So now, this this is a couple weeks go by. She was online two days before posting this. So it was, a, it was a two day period of her not being online. Okay. Which seems smart in a sense because. I'm just glad that Dak went back to see when her last post was. I mean, that smart was smart. That to was do smart. that. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah, it was. So now Dak writes me. She's like, I'm about to go off. 
I'm sorry, put your phone on airplane mode because I'm about to send you a bunch of fucking text messages. And I'm at work, so I was like, ah, it's fine, just do what you gotta do. She sent me a fucking screenshot of this girl, Savannah Lee. She changes her name all mine dad was like what the fuck she thought someone hacked her page and she but change my name here on facebook for safety concerns been off the grid since i was taken please feel free to pm me with questions or concerns it's just so hilarious well, already she, because it she was personal days. message personal message yeah. it was not two message. days <laughs> she was a, two days like just stop right there that's the best <laughs> escape <laughs> Of all time, Liam Neeson needed like a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously, and he was the, and he had a set of special skills, bitch. Are you kidding? That me? he developed over a lifetime career. <laughs> Basically, what it is, she's gone for two days, right? She escapes her captors. Trafficking, human trafficking, is one of the most brutal fucking things in all of the world. It's very, very fucked up. Um, whenever there's an incident with human trafficking, I mean, the cops dive deep. It's not like, oh, you were trafficked, or you're back home. Okay, you're fine. <laughs> remember when we discussed um, a couple months ago I'm not sure if people remember this but that girl that had got gang banged in the bathroom at a high school oh right that girl was in sex trafficking for years she was a kid she didn't know how to react in a social like social norms she was like poison ivy and shit she didn't really know how to react so the only way she knew how to get attention from people through sex. Was to slut it up through sex. Slut, that's brutal. <laughs> okay. So the girl, the girl basically allows all these guys to bang her because she, I mean, she's trying to get attention. She's, she, that's the only way she knows. Shit, she got internet fame. This is how you make a connection, right? <laughs> and that's Jesus. fucked up because I mean that's hilarious. But <laughs> she's a kid. So this is these are examples I'm giving you in the movie Taken. The best example in that movie, which most people have seen it, is when he goes to grab that little that Russian girl who has that jacket on her and she just looks at him and she goes I'm good I'm good she's telling him that to his face I'm good and he's like no I'm trying to help you and she's trying to fuck him because she's conditioned that's all she knows all she knows is that if there's any male figure in her life coming towards her it's because they want to fuck her women who deal with sex trafficking it's mostly kids they get taken as kids they get conditioned they get fucking kidnapped they they meet people on the internet i mean it's a lot it happens a lot more now it's a lot of psychological of torture yeah they psychologically torture you because they it, it's uh stockholm syndrome as well so when this happens and they escape they don't want to be around anybody they don't want to meet anybody they they're shelled they drug their fuck yeah, out of them yeah. too they're shelled and they're in their own world and they're afraid to go out in public because they're so fucking scared ptsd that it's going to happen again. They're going to get taken again. They don't want anything to do with anybody. So that's an example of what it's really like. So this girl said she was taken, right? And then and then on top of it, she's like, yeah, PM me for details. Well, yeah, PM me for details, right? First off, if you were what? taken, if you were taken and you're you don't want your name getting out there, you change your name and then you said, I change my name. <laughs> <laughs> and you and, and you still have the same Facebook. You have the same friends, you have oh, the same everything. Go to your about me, bitch. It shows your address and phone number. <laughs> that's, and pretty, like, that's pretty good, dude. Like, <laughs> okay, first off, you're giving out your you're saying like, this. That, that's such a bait too that I was taken. PME for details. Liam Sal. So Dak said, uh, did you file anything with the police? And the That's the said, same as listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the same. it's the same thing. Everyone gets mad at that, right? <laughs> so Dak says, um, did you file anything with the police? And the girl says, I did. They haven't they haven't done much other than take my information. So much for protecting the public. It's like, first off, 
you are fucking dumb. You don't know anything about sex trafficking because immediately when that shit happens, police are on that fucking shit like white on rice. That, like, look I, at I don't know. I don't know. Look I, at, I look at Backpage. I, I look at Backpage, for yeah. instance. They're trying to break down Backpage. They, they, not that to them, they did. That to them yeah. is sex trafficking. You can still get them, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, you got to go to front page. Even, <laughs> even, even, okay, so even when fucking uh, Peggy's car got stolen, it's one of the most easily stolen cars. It's like... In that yeah, bracket, it's like of the, a ninety-five Honda Civic. Yeah, it's like one of the most stolen cars because it's one of the easiest to steal, and they get stolen all the time for shit. And it was one of the shittiest neighborhoods in fucking town. They still found that shit like a couple weeks later. Damn. Like they were still looking. They said, "Hey, we found your car." They looked through a bunch of messages. Took her forever to listen to her voicemails because who listens to voicemails? Yeah. But they, they 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 put an effort to find this shitty fucking car. Like that's like worth a needle like in a haystack. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, a needle in a haystack. The most stolen car. And you don't think this girl? Like, oh, you. You're fine now, right? So you're good. Is like, she white? Is she white? Uh, she's uh, Savannah Lee. I don't know. I think she might be like... She looks white. She looks like a basic-ass bitch. But she, I think she Does might she have be... a Snapchat filter she pictures? Might be a, <laughs> she might be Hispanic. I think the real girl. Um, Sophia. I don't know. But... um. Sophia Vargas. <laughs> Remember that? But you it, said the name wrong? But like uh, an example. Like I, I like just said... I pronounce names wrong. Again, he said... First off, if you think her parents would just be like, Ah, now it's good. She's back. Was there a missing persons report filed? Like, like what? Why would you be online posting about it? The police should be like, don't talk about it. Don't you know? You yeah, that, that would stay be the quiet first because thing. we're trying yeah, to find quiet. your captors. Why would you make it like a known thing? Hey, the police or are coming after they, you. Maybe make they, sure you hide out. Maybe they're going the opposite out. way and they're like, yeah. make yourself available so then we can stake out your house yeah. and then they'll come okay, to get if they you. They said and make yourself available. Then don't you better state everything in the fucking post and not be like PM me for fucking personal messages. That's fair. Yeah, you the PM me for the details is really off putting. Yeah. I don't know any girl who's been through like a really traumatic sexual experience who'd want to talk about it. Like women who have gone through a very mentally distressed, like where they've been fucking stressed out. People in general. Look at the rape rape victim that we talked about. She didn't want to go to court, anything, because she was so scared. People don't want to talk about it because they want to hide from it. They build fucking walls. Pink Floyd, motherfucker. (laughs) Tell you, they build walls. They want to hide from stress. They want to hide from the things that basically change them from the person that they were they wouldn't be like yo taken write me i'm gonna let you know what happened to me i was fucked right it was good though bro. <laughs> um so dak put um after she put you know Got so much so much for protecting the public dak said you weren't given a case number or anything um what, was there a missing persons report filed while you were taken um how'd you get out i'm just curious about this and the girl was like message me i'll tell you and then dax and then so someone weird. said this shit is hilarious you wanted to be an escort like, you wanted to be an escort. That's what... This, this shit thing. is hilarious. You wanted to be an escort. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> like, uh, so, take three. And I was like... Uh, this <laughs> shit is hilarious. Um, you wanted to be an escort. So that, then it's known that she was out there pimping herself out. At least someone knows or well, they, they think she's they asking for drugs. No, this is the first part. So can, after I sent you guys that, what did you think? I want to I want to get your opinion. I was like, the fact that... Because that, I was looking at the picture. Like, this girl who's a fucking third party is all like, you wanted to be an escort. Like she said those words, I was like, "That's damning." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like at first, I was kind of like going with her. I was like, "Wow, well, two days—that is a little fishy." But I, I wasn't completely like, like against her. But then once that escort thing happened, and I was like, "Oh well," like somebody knows something that I don't, so I'm probably not going to be right. So I'm kind of just going to take everything in as information and then just leave my opinion up in there. Yeah. So after that, Dak was like. Check this shit out. And she sent me screenshots. And the screenshots were from 
a fucking GoFundMe account. This and the GoFundMe account was asking for a thousand dollar goal justice for human trafficking. <laughs> and it reads so crazy, Wait, where's dude. this like that that's so vague. <laughs> Justice $1,000. We're going to pay justice. Yeah. Justice is going to just... What's the $1,000 for? were you getting paid like three grand for sex or something like that? Like, she was like, oh, they took my clothes and my phone. I need $1,000. What? So, this is... So, it says, hello, angels of God. Boom. Already. Christian <laughs> community. Christ. Get in here. You know what I'm saying? So, my name is Sophia Lilia. Put, like, she's a dumbass. The deeper and deeper you go into it, it's just so baity. It just gets worse and yeah. worse. It's funny. She's touching on the Christian community being like, nah, bitch, that premarital sex, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they believe it. Her pastor's all, didn't you want to be an escort? <laughs> <laughs> you told me that, right? That was in Confessions. <laughs> So it says, recently I was held hostage and kidnapped for human trafficking. Scared, helpless, and alone, I was taken and forced to partake in sexual favors for money that was not mine to keep. Uh, my perpetrator... So I'm trying to get that money back. <laughs> I didn't even get the money. My perpetrators left me without clothes with zero dollars to my name. He stole my phone and all my belongings I was carrying on my person. So basically, she just tells this whole fucking story. They let her go? Made... Yeah. She... After two days? Why would they let her go? Yeah, does she even explain waste. how she that's, got away? It's not worth the risk. So, I am asking for help finding a place to live, a car to drive, a phone to contact my significant <laughs> others, and for the rape kit. Medical expenses. First off, rape kit, bitch. Cops provide that once you fucking file the fucking goddamn... The trafficking fucking statement. You're... <laughs> oh my god this makes me so fucking mad you're asking for money like the cops are like nah if you want that rape gate you gotta give 40 bucks <laughs> no no I cop money does for that. a rape gate to know if I've been raped <laughs> no cop ever would ever fucking do that you're a you're a fucking moron you're asking for money for a fucking rape kit wait it's do it yourself at Walgreens like there's no rape kit do it yourself at fucking Walgreens you're asking for money for that as soon as you file that report, and as soon as you say I was raped, car cops are like I have stated before. There's a Red Cross warehouse <laughs> full of rape kits in boxes <laughs> that no one's testing. Okay. Yes, there's they, top men. If you even state, top men. If you even state that you were raped, they ask you, "Are you willing to take take a rape kit?" Like they they offer it to you. We pay taxes on motherfucking procedure. hospitals. It is procedure. So for you to ask for money for the fucking, it's like, I have hemorrhoids. I had to go in there. They had to <laughs> stick the finger at my butt to see if I was bleeding. So I need some cash for them sticking their finger at my butt. <laughs> I am, I am hurt. I, I felt like embarrassed and like hurt because they shoved the uh, plastic finger thing up my butt. They really did this, guys. And I had alligator tears. I really did cry. Uh, <laughs> and I was embarrassed and I was, I was like, what's wrong? And they're like, hey, you got hemorrhoids. And I was like, all right, cool. We cool. <laughs> we cool. Um, I still bleed that, sometimes. Thought I was asking. But that's like, <laughs> and they charged me $800 for rape. I was raped at the hospital. I had to pay $800 for it. But, I mean, whatever. But did, did you not, see what you were wearing, though? I was kind of asking for it. I was wearing a chef coat. coat and she was a female, so I'm pretty sure she was like, I'm going to sing Ooh. my finger up there. <laughs> um, so this, yeah, so this girl's asking for the fucking money, right? And then she goes, um... Rape kit, medical expenses, and any funds that will help me get back on my feet so I can live my life again, and you can help me grieve through this horrendous hardship. I need as much help as I can get. Anything and everything helps. I will be extremely grateful to anyone whom can help me get through. She's already she's spelling something's right and then something's wrong. Oh, God, <laughs> uh, help me get through this rough time in my life. 
it would literally mean the world to me, exclamation mark. Whether you can spare five cents or 500, that's a big gap. Jesus. I appreciate Generous all the help gap. you can give. Thank hint, you, everyone. Hint. God bless you. Help spread the word. Then Dak calls her fucking out. Dak ain't fucking around. Dak saw the post and then confronted her about it, and then she saw afterward the GoFundMe. And Dak wrote on this bitch's fucking thing. She's like, I mean, honestly, evidence is how things... Oh, sorry, let me read the fucking... She jumped ahead. No, sorry. sorry. The girl says... Uh. Even the, Another girl says, even if she wanted to be an escort, that doesn't excuse the fact that she was abused. And Dak says, there's no evidence that she was. Like, I hate to seem like a bitch, and I know I'll get attacked for this. You know, she's like, I hate to seem like a bitch. <laughs> I hate to get attacked for this. That one's so much more accurate. <laughs> yeah. Dak has an attitude when she talks to women. She hates yeah. women. She has yeah. an attitude when she talks. She's, she's all garbage <laughs> gender. She, she takes them garbage gender. <laughs> What did you do to her? <laughs> what did you do to her, Abby? <laughs> You're the one. You Batman her. <laughs> Batman. Um, she's like, I know I got attacked for this, but I think she's making all this up for money. And then, <laughs> and Dude, then that is so ballsy. Another girl says exactly. She's lying. Exclamation mark. She got back up immediately. <laughs> this girl says right because no evidence means it didn't happen. It seems to me that if someone was so can. Uh, Conniving. Yeah, conniving to be... Thank you, Annie. Um, so <laughs> conniving to be able to get to get themselves <laughs> into this situation and get police involved to try and trick her friends and family into giving her money, then that someone might be willing to delete a comment made by someone who just discovered her master plan. You're on here kicking her when she's down and minimizing what's happened. You must feel so good about how protected all these people... Don't make fun of that, girl. I think she's, she thinks she's in the right. She's no, not- which is true because... Oh, yeah, I get that. If Does she girl, have pink hair? <laughs> brown hair. But it is true because if, it, if somebody did go against your plan, you would delete it. But maybe this girl's on there because she's trying to make it more seem real. She's, or maybe she didn't see... But, it would be but, pretty but, dumb but, but guess what? But like, guess what? She deleted the post. Ah, the whole entire GoFundMe. The whole post. All the way back to GoFundMe. All the way back to I was taken. Yes. There's no oh, way she's deleting a GoFundMe. What? You do not delete a GoFundMe, bro. But she Dak deleted told me she everything. What a fucking skank! Now Dak said, Laura, Dak, with, the, with the emoji like this, like, okay. First off, Dak's well, like, okay, um, well, you can't say emoji like this and then with the hands up. The female with the hands up. We're doing a podcast. Seriously, <laughs> you guys need to get on that live stream. Get over here and sit on the couch like the dogs. Um, <laughs> She's like, I mean, honestly, evidence is how things are proven to have occurred. If there is no evidence, it didn't happen. That's common sense. She said the police aren't really involved, but you're saying they are. If they are involved, at the very least, they would have taken a statement, started a case, and given her the case number. But she said they only took her info. Like, if the police were so involved with her family and friends, why did they only take her info and do nothing else? That doesn't add up at all. And changing her name on here for safety reasons? Yeah, having her name all over everything else, including the GoFundMe she set up for herself, doesn't add up either. Attaching a picture of her face to everything after she was trafficked for sex seems off. Like if you were sex trafficked, wouldn't you want to keep your name and picture on the DL and not bring more attention to yourself? Any sex traffickers don't just let girls go. I don't know. And, and honestly, to not have any signs of PTSD after something that traumatic? Come on, call me crazy or a bitch or try to make me feel bad. I don't really care. None of this shit adds up. And Dak called her out, and then that bitch deleted Dak the, the fucking detective. Good for post. her. Dak, fucking Dak. A. 
You got Batman. <laughs> and then Dak wrote Dak to me. She was like, garbage people. fucking gender. bitch. Hell in But Dak's... And there was some backstory too, though, right? Like, this girl has done this before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know her cousin, that. and Dak yeah. went to school with her, right? Her and her cousin. The cousin writes her and says she was doing the same thing in Sacramento. They went down to Sacramento, did the same thing, and she got a fuck ton of money. A fuck ton of money. And that makes me even more mad. She's playing these fields, and I feel... My heart completely goes out. I'm not even joking. And I, st- I study this shit. I read, I read this shit. You, I read articles. I, mean, you, yeah. I really do get d- deep into deep, true crime and I love it. And I, it makes me cry all the time when I hear really horrible stories. It's not like I'm just sitting there beating off. <laughs> um, not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. But no, it, like my heart really does go out for these fucking victims. And it's so fucked up because it almost, it dilutes the victims. Like in their actual story yeah. and the shit that they went you're through. You're making, like this is a very serious thing and you're just using it for your own benefit. And this is absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. For like, for like, because a person like that who will do this on multiple occasions in multiple places be this fucking much conniving to use that word again will fuck your life up at in a moment's notice you have no idea where it's gonna come from how it's gonna happen but like they'll the fuck that's scary that's scary as fuck yeah and I it's, I can't express how much it made me upset now, no I, I told her you expressed you it gotta great write, also, <laughs> you gotta write Chris and Addie she's like I gotta write him you should write him <laughs> and uh I'm so fucking upset as of someone who actually respects these cases and respects these victims and feels completely fucking sad for these people that do get taken and the shit that happens in their lives and how it changes their lives forever. They're never the same person ever again. It's not the same fucking guy. It's like you're Marcus coming back and you're like, it's not the same Marcus I knew. Guess what? You get taken for a month. You're fucked for the rest of your life. It completely fucks up your brain mentally. They, they condition you. We, you know, and for this girl to to make up this story, now and to, to to delete it first off, that's automatically shows. Well, she must have been getting so much hate through her like messages too, because I mean, let's be realistic about it. If she did it before, she probably used that same Facebook page. So her friends had probably already seen this before. So only the ones that hadn't seen it before were probably the, even the only ones paying attention. She probably lost half of her so-called friends once they found out they were scammed in the fucking first place. So it's like you're. You're pitching the same idea to the same audience. It's like, yeah. really, this happened to you twice? Really? Like, uh, okay. And you're just go find me again. <clears throat> and what's funny is that girl, when she was like, well, what kind of person would make this up? That's because that, that girl, that the comment that you said, well, don't, you can't hit on that girl. That's a perfect example of like her being on her side because it's like no type of fucking demented individual would make up a fucking story like this as a way to get money from friends and family. And it's like, well, She's on that lower tier, that that lower fucking aspect of this piece of shit fucking person. How how far are you willing to go to fucking scam over friends and family? In my eyes, that's like that's so fucked. She's up. got a short future ahead of her, man. I Garen don't see her going all very along. Far, she's gonna like, get sex trafficked later on, bro. So I'm saying, <laughs> I, I was gonna be surprised. She's yeah. the girl who cried sex trafficking. Like, <laughs> that's fuck, right, dude. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> But, that was uh, brutal, absolutely dude. tragic. It's so ridiculous. Uh, I'm sorry to bring that up. Um, no, I know. the next one's even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Goddamn. It wasn't me. It was the dog. Uh, yeah. Goddamn. Very, so very crazy. fucking. I love sad. Adney's point. That girl would destroy her life. You think everything's cool? You meet her at a bar. She's cute. She's somewhat nice. Hey, you guys even hit it off. You guys even made out. You got her number. You didn't take her home that night, though. You didn't, because cause you're a respectable guy. You, you don't want to just go fucking out. No, bluesies. shut up. You couldn't seal the deal. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> okay, you couldn't seal the deal. But the next day. You could have. She wait, you wait, up. You like, let's go hang out. You couldn't seal the deal. And then the, the next thing you know, you're getting sex trafficked. Chris, what she's stating is you couldn't seal or the deal. Or she says you raped her. Listen, wait. Takes you, everything. You, you couldn't seal the deal, but to her, you could steal the deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sex trafficking is when you steal the deal. Um, but yeah, so that's that is that's fucked so up. Crazy. Her name is what did I say? Sophia. What? That's, yeah, you that's really just, wanted to. You really wanted to give out her name. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I will give out this bitch's name because people. No, might rightfully know her. so. We man. have plenty of Reno listeners, and I don't want them to get fucked over. I don't want our listeners to. I want them to pay us, not them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's where's our GoFundMe? You yeah. know, better mics. <laughs> <laughs> our mics are got money though. Um, I stole better them from the trafficking guy. Studio room. Or the only upgrade we can really do is this three fifties. Yeah, the three fifties. We can do some fucking upgrades though. Hold I'm gonna go in and start talking about specifications, and everybody tunes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the girl's fucking. Our last current event that happened 80 years so ago. So I don't know her last name. <laughs> sorry, I don't know her last name, but her name is Sophia. She changed her name on Facebook to Savannah Lee. I don't give a fuck. My name is Stephen Morgan. You said take me to court, bitch. I got all the evidence here. I need for you to make. I was like, can we can we call the cops on this bitch? Like can can like. This is completely what, what, what fucked would, what up. Would, what would be the charge? Scientology God? charges. You know, like they convince Scientology you. Scientology is literally exempt from taxes. Next. Yeah. Fraud. Yeah. Fraud? Hmm. Fraud. Fraud. Fraudulent things. Uh, on who? Lying to the public for money. <laughs> That's the problem is you couldn't really charge her with anything. I mean, we can hang her in Times Square. I mean, and like, you know. Like maybe if she kept the post up and then a bunch of people started attacking Dakota, then you could go for like defamation of character. But besides that, like there's just nothing there. That's a bummer. I know, but it's fun to say that we should. I, think I mean, should, I'm down. I'm. I'm that's see, why I wanted to come up with the. I said uh, last week, uh, mafia needs to get involved. Agreed. This bitch will get fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she wouldn't be doing no more GoFundMe. Me, I'm staying out of it because <laughs> I am <laughs> terrified. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first thing Andy said in the group chat. Andy's like, uh-uh, nigga, uh-uh. Andy, uh-uh. uh-uh. he exited himself out of the group chat. Yeah, he's like, I don't even no, want to be involved no with the messages. I'm out. Ow, I'm out. Like, Andy fucking not, not want to be a part of it. But the um, last one isn't really a current, so why'd you want to bring up this story? What 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 popped in your head that wanted you to bring up this uh, event? Kid? Yeah. It's the 20th anniversary. Today? No, the 26th. We just passed it. Okay. 20th anniversary of Heaven's Gate. So Gate. this happened 20 years ago. Yes. And um, I talked to you guys about me going to... And 97? The Museum of Death. Remember what when I took you? No, 97. My bad. Damn. That was M- remember the Museum of Death when I um talked to you guys about going there? Right. And I yeah. said, remember those bunk beds and these Nikes and this... They, they, have, they have the actual bunk beds from this suicide... This is the suicide I was talking about. And actually in Family Guy, remember Adney in one of the first episodes ever, it's yeah, uh hey. yeah, it's about hey, Meg joins a cult. And the guy in that is is exact it's Mar- it's Marshall Applewhite. That's the exact guy. Literally it happened. It's Family Guy came out right around the same time. The guy in the show in Family Guy that's Marshall Applewhite. It's it's exactly the same fucking dude. He comes down the stairs to drink his fucking tracks. Everyone already drank it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Marshall Applewhite, he created uh, Heaven's Gate in the seventies or sixties, I believe. 
um, there was only like him and this girl. They weren't they weren't together, but they were this this weird couple. Now, well, what's Heaven's Gate? So Heaven's Gate is in 1997. There was a mass suicide of 39 people. 39. Now it's a religious suicide. Clearly, anything that's fucking. Uh, uh, Henry Zabrowski explained it perfectly when he's talking about religion. Well, I've quoted this. Uh, prior, but a religion and a cult, the difference is whether the leader is still alive or not. <laughs> but Henry Zabrowski put it perfectly. It's like whether you make little figurines of the leader. <laughs> that, that separates a cult and a religion. And I was like, that's fucking a money example. I'm going to use that all the time. So Heaven's Gate was this guy, Marshall Applewhite, and this girl he was, he was connected with. Um, his dad was a uh, Protestant, I think, or um, some type of fucking pastor for some fucking religion. And uh, he followed in his footsteps, but he actually started getting his, his ideas became fucking more loopy. He actually was gay and he was so scared of being gay that when he created this thing, he was like, you can't have any sexual preferences. People in this cult actually got castrated because you're not supposed to have what? sex with anybody. Yeah. So, so wait, was, how do you castrate a woman? No, uh, well, no, it wasn't you a woman. It's castrating. Plug it. You plug it. I welded it. Shut that shit. Yeah, but you're castrated. You got nothing to stuff it with. You stuff it with other things. Yep. They're already, wait, they're already dead. In. Fill her up. Women Seal are already dead. Oh, you castrate <laughs> the men because the women are already dead inside. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, no, the men get castrated and basically they had a giant following prior and then following got a little bit smaller throughout the fucking years. As he got closer to the suicide thing, <laughs> so it started dropping off. <laughs> the girl, so the, the whole idea was that alien, it was always the first like, <laughs> eight, no, it was, no, no, I'm serious, I'm serious. It was the first real alien cult. Listen, listen, listen. Aliens. So it was the first real alien cult. So they read, <laughs> they read the rapture. Okay. Do you know anything about the rapture? It's, um, yeah. I watched American Dad. So <laughs> you get all of your references from pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> we both do. Craig once told me, Craig's like, you know, you know a lot about history, but it's all skewed because of South Park. <laughs> and I was like, yes, great point. <laughs> Solid point. Anyways, what what is explained? So the rapture is when God comes down and he's, he's okay, like that's what floating I, in that's the what sky. That's what I originally was thinking, but plucking, I didn't want to. He's plucking all the people that are All the worthy. good people who get to go to heaven get yeah. to float up into the sky naked, balls hanging, tits <laughs> out. Well, all the evil people who didn't confess their love to Jesus, swimmer body, sexy Jesus. <laughs> they got to stay down. And then the earth becomes a giant hellish battlefield apocalypse where there's demons shoving red hot lava dicks up your ass. Oh, okay. So earth essentially becomes hell. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's like that pretty face. It's the same thing. No, no, that's, that's exactly what You work at an office shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, every day's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sucks. <laughs> Your calendar really gets it. Our man's calendar really nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shows the layers. I told dude, you, motherfucker. It's so fucking good. I'm so happy to see it come I'm, back in dude, April. I'm so excited, man. I'm so fucking excited. It's such an underrated show. But um, Henry's really an underrated comedic actor. I just, dude, he's, he's really brilliant. funny. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious, he's and it really makes me funny. so mad that people don't really know about him. He's one of the funniest people I've ever been like in a connection with. through podcast. And it took me a while to even like give him a shot, but once I was in Hiroshima, and- Henry Zabrowski, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. So, <laughs> so this guy basically convinced them all that your body is your shell. Like this is your your soul. Your soul is inside the shell. And the rapture, he 
convince them that it wasn't necessarily God's coming down. It's an alien mothership's coming down. Okay. And the alien mothership's coming down. It's going to beam us all, right? Okay. Into the next life. We're going to be zipping around the fucking galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be killer, bro. It's gonna we be all, killer. We're all going to get the same Nikes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all wore the same the Jordan night. 11s. That's what we're going to get. We're all gonna <laughs> Jordan get Jordan 11s. Ask Bill Burr. He's <laughs> going all those Kobe Levens. Those are Kobe Levens. The Steph Threes. The fuck are those, <laughs> dude? Those are like fucking female slippers, bro. <laughs> so he convinced them all that this is what's going to happen, and and they were all preparing. God, for, man, he must have been a great storyteller, dude. That's all a cult is. You're able to manipulate people. Look at Scientology. You can talk well, <sighs> say pretty words. <laughs> Adney would Adney could lead a cult He could lead a Batman cult No we need to kill ourselves To get in the The sons of the Batman <laughs> Starting it Starting it I'm not in there I just When you like see the money club. rolling in <laughs> Oh you're gonna come running Yeah the cult's called Sob Son of the Batmans <laughs> Just just Sob Sons of the Batman Not son of Batmans God God there's one Batman <laughs> Alright Cole Leader <laughs> Calm down Jim Jones Addy um, It's a belief system <laughs> So uh, first off Let's say 39 people Killed themselves And Jim Jones Is like that That's a, Those are weak numbers Cause he got 917 And so was that The biggest massacre That was the biggest Massacre And that was in uh, Guyana Jimmy Jones Jim Jones And he was like An Elvis character That's how he convinced everybody He like wore glasses He sounded like Elvis <laughs> Really? Karate kill no, man we're, Listen we're gonna take All <laughs> this Kool-Aid That would have fucked up I, I might have been convinced Like I love her Adam Stout would have been convinced Oh yeah That's fucking That's So So Marshall <laughs> Applewhite Had this falling With this girl That he was not with But I mean They were they were the leaders Of the fucking cult She got cancer And started dying off Right And Everyone's like, what the fuck? We're supposed to leave our bodies to this fucking mothership. They, they assumed that they were going to take their bodies with them to the mothership. Their bodies. <laughs> it was going to be the same exact body. You were, you were literally going to go as you fucking are. Hmm. And then this other leader starts dying from cancer. Her body starts fucking disintegrating. And then everyone's now questioning it. Like, uh, what the fuck? The mothership ain't here. This bitch dying from cancer. <laughs> waiting for this fucking mothership. And he is able to convince them to say, oh, no, it's not. She, her soul went on to the mothership. But your body has to die out to get in the mothership. And he convinced them, if we take ourselves now while we're healthy, this is the soul that we get to get into the mothership with. And like everything they did at the house was all based on as if they were working together on a ship. The kitchen, for instance, called the uh, the new. So wait, hold on. All these people in the cult lived in the same house yes, together. Yes, for Most how long? Do. Most cults do. I don't know exactly how, how long. Crazy. But, um, so was it a big house or was it like a little? It was a big house. Like it was a trailer. Like a there's it was a, a couple trailers. It was like a compound. It was like Waco, for okay. instance. Jim Jones. These are all compounds. They all live with each other and they all look at Scientology in L.A. They have that giant right. Scientology compound. It's a giant building, but they all live together because any outside sources are. SPs, they're you know, uh, what's it called? <laughs> I can't remember. Something what SPs personalities, are, uh, evil uh, uh, space demons. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it is. Um, Susceptible personality. I can't remember what the fuck it is, but um, they all are in this house, right? And they, like I said, they called the kitchen the neuro lab, <laughs> nutrition, neutral lab. Sorry, neutral lab, and they called the, the they called the laundry room fiber lab. And any kind of mission they'd go out, hmm. they'd be like... It's a super scientific, guys. Okay. It's like, anytime they'd leave the house, they the would... Suicide lab. They'd be like, all off the mission. We're like, on a mission. Well, yeah, we're going off. Yeah, we're going off the grid. We're going off from the spaceship, basically. They pretended like they were on a fucking spaceship. Really fucking weird. But that's what cults do. Cults do weird shit. Just a lot of nerd shit. <laughs> yeah. it, does, it does sound kind of nerdy with the whole spaceship sci-fi so thing. Now he convinces them, Star Trek that, uh, convinces them that suicide 
after he loses the girl that was his partner, is the only option. So she fully dies though before yeah, he, oh, before he dies, gets before everyone else. Before, that's what that's what causes the turn. This, okay. is, this is the turn of events. So now they're not getting brought up in their vessels. They yeah. need to die first, and okay. Yep. And that's the convincing factor. Is the leader the the girl? There's female and male. The leader passes on through cancer. So it's a convincing factor. So he factor. convinces them that, yeah, no, she's, she's on the mothership mar- right now, bro. She becomes a martyr. She becomes a martyr for the movement. Instead of the, doing the opposite. Of saying like, no, nah, that nah, bitch is bullshit. Died. Yeah, yeah. She becomes a martyr and it's like, well, look at her. This, she, she passed for the religion. She passed to get onto the mothership through her soul. And they record these things called exit videos. No way. Where each one of the fucking members records an exit video before they commit suicide. And they talk to the camera. Wow. And they give reasons why. Marshall Applewhite's was the most fucking, I think it was the longest, like the strongest like in hour. a sense. <laughs> but the other people, one guy, there was one video specifically that explains perfectly. He was explaining to them why he's doing it. And he said, when you have a car and you're driving around a car, you don't necessarily wait for your car to break down and to be done before you get a new car. You Sometimes you like that other car. It has better settings. It has better things. So you decide, no, I'm going to get rid of this car. I'm going to get a new one. And he's like, this body is my car. I want to get rid of it. Man, that's I want to kind of fucked up because it's, it's super sad. relatable. Exactly. Like, that's why I'm telling you. It's relatable to everybody. And him giving that example is really crazy. And it's fucking heartbreaking. And one yeah, person who was who was a family member or friend said, "I still say it was w- one suicide and thirty nine murders or thirty eight murders because that thing happening is completely fucked up." There was a there was one specific member that was told not to commit suicide that he had to pass the message along. Can't what? Exact, so, so the leader told one of the fucking members yeah, that you so ain't he, dying. He you gotta pass my message. We need on. someone to pass the message on this. I think he might even volunteer because I would, I would volunteer. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'll, volunteer. I'll be that guy. I don't want a suicide. <laughs> he went on a bunch of talk shows and everything. He explained their message, tried to get their message across. They recorded all these videos and they sent them to the guy. He was part of Oprah's book club. They convinced <laughs> the guy or they sent him all to the guy that didn't kill himself. Once he got the things, he called up and he says, I want to make an anonymous tip. I think a bunch of suicides happen and this address and all this shit. He actually went there before the cops even get there. The back door was open. He opened it up and fucking he seen all his friends, everyone that he fucking knew and loved, all fucking dead. They're all laying on bunk beds or no, or like flat, single fucking uh, like full beds with Nike sneakers. They're all in same jumpsuit. The they had like an Adidas trunk. They, they had they had <laughs> they had a fucking patch so to them called the away team. What the away team is what they what they were doing the movement the away team they're going to the mothership, and they all had these purple veils over their fucking faces like it was just all these purple fucking veils. There's a famous video of the reporter walking through the household seeing all these fucking dead bodies. Oh, cool! It's on video. Yeah, I'm gonna check that. Uh This shit was 1997. Marshall Applewhite. You're gonna see him and you're gonna be like, I know that motherfucker. Like you, he's a recognizable face. Bald guy, like old white guy, like gray hair, has this weird jumpsuit on, and the videos are fucking nuts. But when I went to the Museum of Death, they had the actual bump beds, actual clothes, shoes. Oh, and they had their whole outfit. They took poison cool. in applesauce, and they had the actual applesauce there at the Museum of Death. Oh, like they didn't finish it and, all. And well, they. I mean, there was a giant thing of it. It's right. almost like uh, right. It's like a, like, pussies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, buffet. Yeah. And, they, <laughs> and they had the tapes, the exit tapes, 
and they were playing Marshall Applewhite's exit tape at the museum. What? That's yeah. fucking... That'd be cool. I'm not gonna lie. That'd be pretty sweet. Like, That's if I knew all this exactly. going into there, going like, in there, I'd be like, super... Whoa, this is yeah. fucking crazy. Then they had it all blocked off with uh, a glass because they didn't want anybody to touch the actual fucking evidence. It wasn't the exact <laughs> evidence from the case. They were, able the to buy, they were able to buy the shit. Like, that's the best part of the Museum of Death. They were able to bid for certain things to make you want to go there. Like, they have paintings and, and you know, drawings from all these fucking murderers. They have uh, the Night Stalker's fucking photo. Uh, like, his photo album and shit. But that, the only reason I wanted to bring this up because it's 20th year anniversary and it's one of the most fucking crazy things ever. It's, if you study... Anything how many mass Ameri- suicides have there been? I'm not sure how many there have been, but I just know about the two like really like biggest in American. So mass why suicides. is that one considered the biggest when there was only 39 people, where the other one was like 900? Because mass suicides aren't like a known thing. It doesn't happen a lot. 39 people killing themselves at one time is still a huge fucking deal. We get one person being murdered, and it can be a huge story. 39 people committing fucking suicide in 1997. Of, of, there's aliens. alien mothership. There's space That's aliens. That's going to be talked about. Not only that, but in 1997, dude, that was not. We were eight. Like, motherfucker, that was not long ago. I know. Ago. That's what's fucked up is that wasn't that long ago. Waco was not that long ago either. And to be honest, dude, without the internet, I might get sucked into a cult because I'm kind of gullible. <laughs> no, so well, actually, you're not Watch gullible. out, everybody. You're, you're not, you actually question religion, so just think about it like Christianity. Always think about your uh, Uncle Todd whenever you go to join a cult. <laughs> Anytime somebody These are says, all a bunch of fucking Uncle Todds. <laughs> Everyone's so Uncle fucking, Todd. <laughs> that works on so many Yeah, levels. exactly. If anybody <laughs> ever tells you they can make you happier, they're there. This is a cult. It's a cult. Totally a cult. It's a cult. Cults are crazy, dude. So what's the difference between a religion and a cult? I just explain it. Whether or not you make a mini <laughs> stick figure of the What of do the you leader. honestly think it is? The difference between a leader and a, or a religion and a cult is whether or not the leader is still alive. The real, I knew that was a Burke quote. No, it's not a Burke quote. It's a Pendulette quote. Somebody might have, I can't remember who Pendulette quoted, but that's I got from Pendulette, and which I think is the most honest answer ever. They're the, whether both, or not the they both start out the same, which is religions catch on. And it become really popular, and everyone it's a huge group, and over time it becomes not a cult anymore. Yeah, it's it official religion because yeah. enough people believe in it. it. That's all it needs is paganism. numbers and time, and then a cult will turn into a religion. Christianity used to be a cult. Everyone believed there were multiple gods. One asshole was like, "No, it's Christianity." Look at, and now you got now it's a Mormonism. Religion. Mormonism, literally the leader, like it was created in 1823 in Rochester, New York. The leader, Joseph Smith, was telling everybody this, you know, this is what's going on and everything. People were like, ah, oh, you're, it's bullshit. You're like, you're a fucking scam artist. He ends up getting fucking murdered in an alleyway and he has to pass the religion on to um, the, the guy who basically brought the cult to Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. It becomes a religion. That was in 1823. That's one of the youngest religions of all time and it's looked at as a fucking religion. L. Ron Hubbard said, I don't know if I want to destroy Christianity or start a new one yeah. because starting a religion is the most profitable thing you can ever do in the history of mankind we have witnessed it it's the it's only thing the that gets tax exempt status gets tax exempt they take in billions of dollars a fucking year they pay no fucking taxes it's the smartest thing you can do is create a fucking religion it's legitimately how you can make all the money you want and not pay any taxes so it's easier then in comparison to now but yeah, now Joel we can call Alstein. bullshit yeah we can call bullshit now because the internet and freedom, uh, the freedom of information, we have everything we can want. Uh, for fact, now, no. um, the Congress actually just passed a bill that is allowing ISP owners to control content now. I saw. I also saw something about. And like, it's going to sell your internet history as well. I also saw that 
cool. some states it's some lame. states pass a law yeah. that allows uh, religious people to actually be involved in laws. So separation of church and state, smartest thing ever. Yeah. Because that allows you to have freedom of religion, but also your religion, they knew that there was many, couldn't affect the laws put in place of the land. The land and the laws are more important than your fucking religious beliefs. And I think that's the best fucking thing on our Constitution. Best part of the Constitution. Yeah, it seriously is. Because it's like, but people break it. Literally, you can't even run for president without, if you said you're an atheist, you're done. You're fucking Probably, done. which is so No, it's, it's 100% true. Fucking, there's been well, people. Well, Gary Johnson came out and he said that he was um, agnostic or whatever. And, and he that, got Puerto Rico. That's it. Put a good example. Yeah, that's huh? a good, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been uh, bringing it down a little bit. Uh, I brought it down, some, I'm sorry. Let's get over to some fights. Suicides! <laughs> let's talk a little bit about fighting. Even though that's kind of. Well, not depressing. Like it's, it's getting exciting. your anger out. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting yeah, and it's fun and it's sexy. Jim, Jim fucking Jones. He fought for suicide. Hey, Nine hundred and seventeen people. They killed themselves. Fuck you, Marshall Apple White. Uh uh-uh. uh, thirty fucking nine. Uh uh-uh. uh, that's fucking cute. You didn't commit that many suicides, Apple White. Fight home. Yeah, oh, we getting it. Apple White ain't got shit on. Who's Apple White ain't got shit on Jim Jones. Jones. Jim Jones. Kool-Aid man. Jibba That's where the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid? That's where it comes from. Jim mm. Jones. Drinking mm. the Kool-Aid. Son of a bitch. Drinking that Kool-Aid, <laughs> bitch. Like, I always knew what the reference meant, but I literally just put it together. Like, I knew what the reference meant, but now, it, like, it makes so it, much It was a certain type. It wasn't exactly Kool-Aid. So it was some better. type of aid. Little, it right. was, a, I think it was, like, from even England. Did what, uh, did he, and he just used poison? Like, well, was no, it they cyanide? Put, yeah, cyanide and everything, and they put it in a, a giant, like, tub. It was almost like the jungle juice. And they were literally in the jungle in Guyana, which is funny. Damn. Jungle juice, and they made a bunch of kids drink it first. Damn. And then the adults drink <laughs> it. I told you about those death tapes to where the kid, like, it's recorded, you know, footage, and all the kids are like, oh, my stomach hurts. And the parents are like, shut up. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll forget about it in like two hours, you'll be dead. Oh but, uh, my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> you got to fight to survive. Fight talk, right? <laughs> fight talk. That was a good one. All right, so, <clears throat> be a little quick, but. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Jorge Linares because he fought this past weekend. I talked about it once before last year because uh, he was always this really, really talented guy. Like he was a fucking gym assassin, as Joe Rogan would say. Everyone <laughs> was just building this guy up for years. And then when it came time for him to perform at the high level, he didn't. His face would bust up. He had a questionable chin. Things just didn't go right. He would fade in second half. So fights, it's just, oh, he's not going to be what he's going to be. And people kind of just wrote him off. And he slowly but surely kind of built up his self again. He recovered from his knockout losses. He won a couple of war titles. He put everything together. And then last year, he had a really big fight against Anthony Corolla for a lightweight title. And it was a hell of a fight, and he finally did put it all together. He was brilliant in the first half, and then Krola came on hard, and like he was getting beat up. Everyone's like, oh my god, here we go again. Lenaris is going to fold once again like he did before, and he didn't. He dug deep. He fought back. He won the last round. He finished strong, and he won the fight and became a champion again. And oh, it was shit. this huge moment. And it's like, all right. How big well, was the moment? It was huge. It was the it's biggest like, moment ever made. <laughs> Krola wanted an immediate rematch. They got an immediate rematch at lightweight. It was a hell of a fight last year. Like, all right, let's see if you could do it again. Maybe you got lucky last time. Let's see what happens. And this past Saturday, they fought for in the rematch, and Linares looked sensational. Oh, he looked like sh- he looked in the gym finally. Yeah, I'm going to show you some fucking highlights on Instagram. But uh, 
Krola was never in the fight. Lenoraz just, from pillar to post, beat him down. He looked absolutely beautiful. Everything that we thought that he could be, he actually pulled it off. There was now, was no... he just like bruising him up, just being the bully, or was he boxing? Oh, he was boxing. He was moving around beautifully. He was he's boxing. boxing. <laughs> so, he's cutting him with these uppercuts. He's moving around. He's outboxing. Damn, those uppercuts are silly. brutal. Just all <laughs> night until he finally he drops him hard with a left uppercut to the jaw. Just drops oh, him. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant performance by Jorge Linares. And it's really fun to see him just like showing that potential. Jesus. So. Jesus. This sets up. Oh, now now he's, got a chan- he's got a chance at a big fight now. With who? What lightweight? Mikey Garcia. Oh shit! Now this is really inter- this is a really interesting fight if that happens because the the, the general idea is well Jorge Linares still he breaks up a lot he cuts easy you know what I mean he still's got the he's all three of his losses are by knockout it's like he got Mikey Garcia who's this enormous puncher his last fight he fought a he fought the number two guy in the division. Last year, Mikey Garcia and fucking annihilated him in a couple of rounds. I was like, holy yeah. shit! And he's—I've talked a lot about mm-hmm. Mikey Garcia. I love Mikey. He's technically very sound. He's patient. He's a hell of a boxer. He's but, got great power. This is just all right, but because it's a lot of like scary ideas of like, okay, so this guy can really hurt Linares. I mean, Linares is he only going to have this quick moment, or is it going to be more than that? I think it could actually be more than that. A lot of people are writing him off, but I think what he showed in this fight this past weekend, what he's shown in this past few fights, is he's going to give Bar Garcia fits because he moves. He knows how to move. He has great footwork. He has hell of a good, really good hand speed. I think he can serve Garcia, and he's going to probably have some shaky moments. Garcia. Just from that little clip you showed me, is he seems super quick too. Like oh, yeah. his his feet are great as as well, but he's super quick with that like head movement. He's getting back, just like. Two inches out of the way, like a second, and he and he gets hit. A second, and he's not out of the way, but his timing is also excellent. Yeah. It seemed. Yeah, you're right. That, that is him. Like, you watch his fights, and that's what he shows. Those are the talents that he has, the abilities that he has. Great head movement. He's a great boxer. It's just that he's had trouble putting it all together in the past. Trouble with focus. His confidence got shook a lot because he back to back knockout losses, but. It feels like all that he's kind of put that all in the past. He's finally over it. He's very confident now. He's performed the best performance of his life last this past Saturday, and I'm so looking forward to his future. And I really think that him and Mikey Garcia is a fantastic fucking fight. A little bit down the road, but I'm excited about it. Okay, <laughs> just wanted to celebrate Lenars a little bit. But uh, what I'm going to look forward to now is five pounds under Lenars and Garcia. Okay. I'm talking about the junior lightweight division. Which is just right now the highlight of it is Vasil Lomachenko. It's full oh, of exciting it's my fighters. Boy. We've talked about a lot of exciting it's my fighters boy, in this division. <laughs> <laughs> I got to meet him. Did I mention that. <laughs> uh, but we got like Francisco Vargas, Fernando Salido, uh, Takashi Miura. Um, we have like all these really fun to watch, exciting fighters in the division, and then you got Lomachenko, who just seems to be the class of them all. He's just a couple of steps ahead of everybody. Absolutely sensational. He's been looking for a big fight. Last year, he had a great year. He just fucking destroyed Roman Martinez. And then he fucking just Im- absolutely embarrassed Nicholas Walters. Yeah, I mean, Dude, we, got the was... no, we got the Nomas fight, which is, I mean, it, it was yeah, a, so bad. It was a throwback to what, to even, what is that, 20 years before something like that? With the uh... It was in 1980. Damn. So, yeah, I mean, you get that. So, it's two, like... two, it became a famous fight because of that specific fucking Nomas. Nomas. 
and I love that fight. I, I fucking really did sit down and watch it. I got and he came on. I'm like, don't. I was watching on the big screen. I had to watch it. Anytime I see Lomachenko fight, I want to actually watch the fucking match. It's it's something he is something Ste- really little baby steps, baby steps. Dude, I'm trying to get into watching I've watched him um, box is one of the most beautiful forms of art that I have ever fucking seen. <laughs> I, I've, like, I've I've watched a couple trilogies, like I said, and I've watched a lot of uh, Rocky Marciano fights. I mean, I've the baby steps. I at least have seen. No, dude, some I've, I'm taking sports, baby steps dude. too, man. He, boxing, he's absolutely sure. he he's he just he paints the canvas with balletic moves. Uh, the, the man, he moves in a way that like no other fighter I've seen move before. He's very unique in it. And what's funny is like, uh, he boxed, he started boxing. He was like five years old. And then like a few years after that, his dad took him out of boxing and made him uh, dance. And he part of like the Ukrainian national dance team. Wow. Shit. And he danced for years. And then finally he's like, his, his dad said, now you have good footwork. Put him back Damn, in boxing. Damn, dude. That that's gangster. <laughs> no, listen. You're going to do ballerina dances, right? I'm telling you right now. Dad, in Russia, and then that's you not get, allowed. And you get, like, ankle strength or, and then be able to handle, like, rolling well, your and ankle move, or anything like that. That's why he like fucking that. moves. Like, he moves like a fucking ballerina. That's amazing. Not like, he doesn't move like a ballerina, but he does, he does move so beautifully. And, like, the fact a that... A And, like, <laughs> like, like uh, Chris said about his ankle strength, the way he can fucking... Go side to side the way he does, the way he can put all of his weight on one, and then flip around and do like a fucking three sixty and punch you in the dick. <laughs> like he, he just he's so many. He has such blazing hand speed, incredible head movement as well. He's just he's a fun fighter to watch, and uh, he's trying to get a big fight. Problem is, no not every not, not everyone's jumping in because it doesn't bring huge amounts of money into the picture. Okay, let's just hold on. <laughs> Who brings huge amounts of money in boxing now? Now that Floyd's gone. Canelo? Uh, Canelo, fucking uh, Pacquiao still brings a lot of money. Uh, Miguel Cotto. But it's like a lot of guys who are like at the end of it. Exactly. Yeah, it's guys just like, like Gennady Golovkin who are reaching up, but they're still really like they don't have You it. have to, at this point, you can't be relying on another fighter to be the big name. You have to make yourself the big name. And Lomachenko has all the skills and star power surrounding him to do it. I mean, look at him calling out Conor McGregor in a Ninja Turtle outfit. Hilarious. He's so much much smaller than uh, McGregor. (laughs) Way smaller. But he's like, you don't give a fuck because Shredder's bigger than the Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) And that was funny. We actually saw that sparring session, that friend little sparring with him and TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw, That was funny. That was cool. I wish I would have got to see the whole thing. But even at the end, TJ was like, nah, I got fucked up. I got my ass beat. The highlights didn't really show that. The highlights kind of like, they at least did it fair. They showed them tapping. Yeah, which was cool. I thought that was cool instead of just being like, oh, boxing over MMA or MMA over boxing. But that was awesome. And he does have a fight. It may not be a big fight, but it's against a solid contender. His name is Jason Sosa. He's uh, 20 wins, uh, one loss. Solid guy, young guy. He looks like he might have a bright future, but now he has to go up against fucking Vasil Lomachenko. And I wish I could say, this is going to be a great fight. We're going to see him against this new style. Let's see like, let's see what this kid can do against this incredible uh, sensation. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's probably going to be a bit of a one-sided uh, showcase for Vasil. Um, it's not going to be a case. I don't think it's going to be a case of him overlook- or like uh, looking ahead because he has no one ahead. Besides Jason Sosa, so I do think it's it's gonna happen on April eighth. So by the time you hear this, it'll be the ne- very next Saturday. Oh, April eighth! It's um the same night as the fucking UFC two ten. They keep doing do that. This. I, it's make me so <laughs> make me so mad. <laughs> but it's Reebok. It's gonna be uh, Vasily Lomachenko. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Why do they? God. It's Reebok. I just said it. Is it um is it a free fight like on HBO or Showtime? Or? It's on HBO. All right. Uh, but if you really want to see 
one of the most physically gifted fighters in the world. Someone who just athletically is just on an, in another fucking realm and then has all the skill to back it up so he doesn't do anything silly and then get caught or anything like that. He doesn't. Someone like uh, uh, Nassim Hamed or Yorkos Gamboa were great physically gifted fighters, but they fucked around and got dropped a lot. If I see Lomachenko, I ain't like that. You can't touch Lomachenko. <laughs> Never been down. And uh, I, I just looking forward to him putting on another good showcase. Maybe hopefully more people find out about him so that his next fight, hopefully like a rematch with Orlando Salido, will get a lot of attention that it deserves. It's so fucked up that I'm going to say this, but I think it is something that is necessary for boxing to get their stars, their their new stars to start really generating pay-per-views is when this Floyd and Conor match happens. Because it's going to happen, whether it's in a year, two years, five fucking years. Eventually, it's going to happen just because there's too much money to make for them not to put it on. I don't think it's going to be much of a match, but th- we're not doing that right now. What I'm saying is... I think that you have to load that card. You can't give everyone pay-per-view points. Mayweather and McGregor get the pay-per-view points. But what you're giving everyone else is exposure to the mass amount of fans. You're going to have up close to 5 million pay-per-views is the early estimates right now. And I think it will do that. Um, But what you're going to have is uh, so much people watching you. If you load these undercards with the Lomachenko, with the Gennady, with all these stars that are rising, you'll be able to put eyes on them that weren't there before. And that their next fight, now you have more people invested just because you did it on this certain card. Now, I don't think they will, which is a bummer because they want Floyd and Connor want the most money possible. But... In a perfect scenario, I think that would be the perfect scenario to get these guys to be bigger stars. I absolutely agree with everything you just said. <laughs> this is what boxing hasn't done for so long is they don't load their pay-per-view cards. And UFC does that. Every pay-per-view of a UFC, the, fuck, the thing Most, is loaded. Majority. Yeah, always, yeah. Majority. Crazy. Not all of them. Sometimes There's a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if they're not exciting, yeah. excited, you have elite fighters in yeah. several, several fights with elite level fighters. And most people Box, can't even boxing. Like, boxing will give you one big one. Yeah. And a couple of guys. That, and they're boring. Like, and then like, they'll, and they won't even be 12 rounds. They'll be like, there's a six rounder, then there's an eight rounder. And, and Adney's uh, the only person that can tell you what's the under, what the what the undercards are. Yeah, the like, only person. Oh, you it's, know what I'm about It's such a all about let's get the most money now. Yeah. Now, if they like, there's not enough looking ahead. Like, let's help build the sport. It's like, let me get my cat because it's such a, it's the wild west. There's no organization. It's this promoter, that promoter. This, no one's working really together. Like in the UFC, you have one organization mm-hmm. that can be like, let's do what's best for the sport. And they only and did it because this up. looking at boxing for so long. That's why the UFC was able to do that. Because yeah. if UFC was around prior, boxing was a stepping stone for UFC to be able to do oh, these, yeah, without, and make yeah, these changes sure. even though UFC started out with we got a ninja right and then we got a street fighter <laughs> and a wrestler <laughs> even though they, they changed it they've gotten a lot more like fine tuned but they wouldn't have been able to do that luckily boxing was the stepping stone I mean you have to you have to have a beginning yeah, no, for, for sure, it to yeah. grow but it's sad like I need to have a boxing because they want you to watch these new fighters guaranteed everyone that watched the Mayweather Pacquiao fight can name you Mayweather Pacquiao Name me any other fighter underneath the card, like on the on the card. God, was and there, it also, was there what it card? also does is it, it it's not fair to the other fighters. It it, it overshadows them because it's like this is a big fight for me. It's like well, no one gives a fuck about you. The only reason it's being watched is because of this. And most people won't even watch the prelims. We will go there before the cameras even turn on and watch the fights that are before. Well, that's because before we're the we're fight fans. It's different. Yeah, but. I'm a fight fan. I'm a huge fight fan. That's, the thing. <laughs> that's no, but it's it's sad. It's it's not fair to the the people that. 
you know, like UFC at least gives out a whole card. It's and a like bummer, has those, yeah. It has the big name fights the, at the top, but then you get these like three stages of like. But see, that's what the they're fights. actually really good at is they're really good at like giving Promoting, young stars yeah. a platform to actually shine, whereas boxing doesn't allow and the young stars. Only to shine. time I could say that boxing, listen up, you gotta, nah. you gotta <laughs> pay attention to UFC for that. Like give the youngsters. I think I think what he said about the promoters constantly battling that's the that's the that key is a issue big right fucking there, problem you know? too because yeah, they only is. have the UFC right now they're cream of the crop and now you have Bellator Bellator using UFC's same little mold stacking their cards trying to find talent is now growing to be a legit competitor we were just talking a year ago how it was a complete shit show uh, this Bellator event with King Mo or not King Mo uh, Data 5000 and uh Kimbo. Yeah, right Kimbo, Kimbo, Kimbo died. Kimbo died yeah. It was like, what the fuck was that? It was a complete shit show. They're all like fucking, yeah. And as soon as that happened, they shifted and they're like, we need to get a little bit more professional and not so gimmicky. And now they're starting to fucking get really good fucking fighters and they're putting on really good shows. They're doing their second pay-per-view coming up here in a couple weeks and they don't the do level. pay-per-view. They're trying to get on the same level because like exactly. you said, because Bellator was the... And now they, they can you, because you now from, they have the talent, they have the skill. They're not a they're not a shit show anymore. People were in Bellator. Because they're like, investing in the future. Future. Yeah, it was Bellator was like like WWF for instance was that was the main top tier that was the UFC of wrestling right. and then you got WWF Nitro WCW Nitro and like all yeah. this other shit no one really watched that no one gave a fuck about staying and fucking all this I did I was, I was WCW trained WWF <laughs> WWF was the fucking yeah, yeah, one yeah. though that yeah. was the UFC you can compare those of like you build up to get to this certain people want to make it into the UFC because it's the main like focus. I just or, hate or when people keep saying that mixed martial arts. Boxing is dead. It's like boxing has never been. I don't want to say it's never been better. That that's probably not true. But it's but great it's not right dead now. Because it guess is what? So great. It, people it's, still it's, love seeing like, people I, beat I, the I, fuck out of each other. I've said this a million times. It's like somewhat some asshole a long time ago said that boxing is gonna die when uh, Joe Lewis retires. And Joe Lewis, Joe and Lewis, fucking <laughs> 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 almost a hundred years ago. That was 1940, right? 40s, 50s, retired. 50s? It was fifth. It was just 50s. His championship yeah. reigned in 49. Then he came back, fought Rocky. Then he retired. I think like 1950. He had to retire. But knocked out of the ring. <laughs> but um, uh, it's that same thing. And like, and there's always one asshole on ESPN who doesn't actually watch boxing. They don't try to. It's always these assholes who don't actually pay attention to the sport. They're all their focus is on two or three mainstream sports yeah. like uh, football, basketball, yeah. football, baseball, whatever like the that. The mainstream American sports that they don't fucking. They don't ever. They don't pay attention. So they're like, yeah, it's dead. And it's a popular talking point. It gets people's attention because if you say dumb shit on a sports show, people click on it. People they watch. They're like, they want to hear stupid assholes argue like Stephen A. Smith say a bunch of dumb shit on <laughs> air. Doug Stanhope talked about wanting to get him yeah, killed. I right? fucking. I, I really fucking. Dude, you hate that died guy. laughing at that part yeah. when he's like, list of people I want to kill. <laughs> you were like Stephen A. Smith. Are you fuck that guy. <laughs> There's so many of these fucking idiot sportscasters shit. <laughs> who try to say dumb shit, and it's like if it like. They've been saying that since Joe Lewis. And then they're like, oh, well, we proved you wrong with all these other greats that can't Oh, yeah, well, it's going to be dead after uh, Marciano. Yeah. Okay, well, it's going to be dead after Robinson. Okay, well, it's going to be dead after Muhammad Ali. Well, it's going to be dead after Ray Leonard. Well, it's going to be dead after Mike Tyson. And they keep saying all throughout their, oh, boxing's dead. Boxing's dead. It's like, oh, really? Why are there all these millions and millions of fucking pay per view buys going? Shannon McCann and was just on JRE, motherfucker. Boxing's <laughs> dead? All right, let's go, champ. <laughs> He's got a big fight. Let's survive, champ. Yeah, exactly. Like, so like, Do Bill Burr even say, no, no, like, Chappelle like, said like, champ on his special. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like, Floyd, like, like Floyd Mayweather, like before he retired, it was the highest paid athlete in the world. The highest. He was number one on the Forbes list. The 
Higher than Decker Woods, higher than fucking everybody. Higher than Christian Ronaldo, higher than, uh, what's that sucker? Beckham, David Beckham, yeah, higher than all these player. fucking people. Yeah. 4.2 million pay-per-view buys. It's still the biggest. Even with the UFC putting out all, it's still the Four, biggest. And it's boxing, and you 4. said boxing's dead, motherfucker. And, and it's $40 more. $40 more than all the UFC pay-per-views. It was $100 fucking dollars, and it did... 4.6 million buys. That's and like I said, like, was, that's crazy. Like, just like earlier this year when uh, Keith Thurman and uh, Danny Garcia fought, that was the highest ratings that the uh, public access champions uh, boxing series has ever gotten oh, in the past few years. Like, it just keeps going up. Like, the fanfare keeps going up. Fight. Sell out crowds all over the fucking country. Gennady sells out stadiums everywhere he goes in the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Doesn't matter where. Perfect, Doesn't fucking yeah. matter where. He sells out crowds. Sell out crowds are in these stadiums all the fucking time. It's just a, it's a dumb argument because the fucking math is, tells the truth. You can't mm-hmm. numbers don't lie. Math don't lie, bro. Math don't but lie. Anyways, let's get on to some MMA bias. Well, you got All some right, shit cool. coming up. We got up. a UFC 210 coming up. UFC 210 is headlined by Conor McGregor. Nope. <laughs> Dana White. <laughs> Do you know Joe Rogan? No, I don't. Uh, Cormier God, and Triple Rumble. G. <laughs> and Rumble. Yep, Rumble. You're Rumble one Johnson. of your favorites. Yeah, Rumble, Johnson. <laughs> Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Rumble is. Johnson, who was fighting at welterweight, one seventy. He walks around at two thirty. He was fighting out with fucking crazy. crazy. He looked gaunt. Oh yeah, that, that's oh, the yeah. right. Gaunt. Gaunt. Guess what? Gaunt. Guess gaunt. what? My dad walked around at three hundred. When he died, he walked around at one forty. <laughs> What's so up, fun. dude? Now that's Shut a weight drink. That's, that's a weight drink. Cancer. That's if you really want to cut weight. You really want to cut weight? You hear me? Get cancer. Just get cancer. Get some leukemia. Yeah. Jesus Christ. AIDS. That's a big ass <laughs> neck. AIDS. That's hilarious. So yeah, we finally got another event coming up. It's actually been kind of. Steady seas out here for the UFC. They haven't been putting out as many events, which I think is smarter because they were really starting to run through their talent. And guys were starting to get hurt. Guys were starting to pull out. We had Habib pull out. Guys are starting to pull out. So and Habib had kidney failure. Like he almost died. So uh, that's bad. Yeah, that's of course bad, he's pulling bad. out because that bitch is like, I am not having a Middle Eastern <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we got UFC 210. It's not a crazy stacked card. But something that we were just talking about, putting young star power there, they did it with this card. But their third, the third fight on the main event card, which is right before the co-main. The co-main is Chris Weidman and Gegard Mousasi, and then the main event is Daniel Cormier versus Rumble. The would, third fight. Would you say sorry? Would you say this is a fighters uh, card, or would is it? Is it's it a, a fight fans card. card. Yeah, yeah, it's a fight card. fans card for I, sure. Would you say it's a fight fans card? Yeah, this oh, isn't. Right. This wouldn't be one Good for point, casuals. Good point, I really liked what you said. Thank you. Thank you very much, Adney Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> this one definitely isn't for casuals. Um, there's gonna. I see a lot of these actually going to decision. So this is definitely not like a casual fans at all. If you're a fight fan, you love UFC. Yeah, you're, you're gonna get it all day. There's this guy named Miles Jury. He's an upcoming talent. His last loss was to Donald Cerrone at 155, uh, December of 2015. So he's been out a little bit. He's oh, taking shit. some time to really yeah. recover. Um, he's a promising prospect. I'm really excited to see what he's K-trust. doing. K-Trust. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely possible. <laughs> it's a fucking thing, Adney. <laughs> uh, and then you I got <laughs> Will Brooks versus Charles Oliveira. Should be an interesting fight. So, Will Brooks is a guy that they stole from Bellator. He was the Bellator welterweight champ at 170. Or maybe he's at 155. Can't remember his weight class. Because I'm not a very big Bellator fan. Which is really weird. But it's only because I don't have Spike. If I had Spike TV, I'd watch Bellator. But I don't have cable. So, it's actually easier for me to watch UFC events. Netflix. It's it's fucked up because the Bellator is now starting to do really well. And I want to start getting invested into their fighters. Because UFC is literally using Bellator as like a... 
like a vetting system for them yeah. to get new fighters. They're like, oh, this Cream guy's of the coming crop, up. picking them out. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it's what college, college into the NFL, <laughs> dude. I'm an NFL fan. But what Bellator's doing is they're being smart, and they're stars. Right? <laughs> they're paying them so much that the UFC doesn't want to match their offer because the UFC relies on star power and pay-per-view buys, whereas Bellator has Viacom and Spike behind them, so they don't have to rely on pay-per-views. Dude, Viacom? Viacom. Viacom. I don't think sounds people. Like, no, I don't. I don't think people know about Viacom. Explain. Wait, wait, wait. When I, I know, it's a, it sounds like a fucking company in a comic book where it's mm-hmm. an evil company. Mm-hmm. Viacom, Superman's trying to bring it down, and Batman. Correct. And Spider-Man. <laughs> so Viacom. Viacom. When I was, like, I remember being a kid watching like '80s movies or early '90s movies, and it'd be like one of the like the production companies was. Viacom. I was like, oh, and then it disappeared. I was like, oh, I guess, I guess they went out of business. Fucking losers. Turns out, turns out they, they own, own fucking every production company. What? They own every TV channel. They're a villain. They're Paramount. a villain. That's a fucking villain. Dude, they own so like it's a it's fucking hey, nutty. Hey, like, have, have, you seen, wait, wait, have you ever seen everything? They own it. Everything. There's like there's like four company or like they don't even have a logo anymore because they're too big. No, it's they have four semi logos. They have the. It, it's one of. It might be the biggest corporation. Uh, That's scary. Or the second biggest. That's so, Flexcorp, bro. That's Flexcorp. And the problem the shit out and of And they have this guy named Scott Coker, the only other Scott guy. Scott Coker sounds like Coke Brothers. I don't who's like a it. better uh, promoter than Scott Coker? Well, his name's Dana White. Those are the two. Those. That's your <laughs> yin and your yang. So this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. He built Strike Force. He built WEC. All these leagues before UFC, before Bellator. Well, him and Dana built together he's they, McMahon they he's McMahon in a sense so he knows what the fuck he's doing and now he's built up Bellator he's had Bellator for about four years now and he said they're two years ahead of their fucking schedule he's he's that fucking good at what he does and it's because he finds fighters like Will Brooks like um, all these fighters that you're pulling from Page. But Michael Venom Page great talent he hasn't been tested yet he's been getting fed cans he has yet to be ah, tested so getting fed fucking hoof loofas hoof loofas you can't survive on hoof loofas uh, shoe shells you can't shoe, for, wait, left but the left shoe sallies left shoe sallies but the thing about Will Brooks is his first fight in the UFC was not exciting and he lost so that investment isn't paying off for them and there is a level of talent that there is a very big difference between Bellator and UFC. Now, they're closing that gap and they're getting there fast, Ooh. but at the time that they signed Will Brooks, that division wasn't very deep and is 155. They have like Michael Chandler. We just stole Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez, one of the best fighters in the UFC right now. Conor McGregor just starched. Oh, but bad. It was bad. Wait, one so of us, wait, wait, so Chandler went from friends to nah. like fighting? <laughs> no, is that what no. happened? <laughs> and anyways, that's a fight I'm looking You're forward stupid. to. Will Brooks <laughs> versus Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira is constantly coming in heavy. Constantly coming in heavy. Um, he'll, he'll, his weight class is 155. Beltor doesn't in, matter though. He'll come in like, at 161. This is UFC though. This is oh, UFC. Beltor, um, like 30 pounds over. is like, nah, you're So cool. I really you're want fine. Will Brooks to do good and I want him to have a good outing because I want well. him to be a star. <laughs> yeah, to do well. You're right. You're right. I want him to be a star. But. Him and I. Uh, the, the promising one, but the problem is, is I don't have a lot to talk about because I, I've only seen her fight once and she pulled off a crazy fucking submission in a, in a scramble. And it was uh, 31 days ago. I think it was on UFC 209. And she was one of the first fights. And Cynthia Calvillo. 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 Versus Pearl Gonzalez. Um, I don't know much about Pearl, but I've seen the Cynthia girl fight recently, and so both of them. Well, Cynthia's four and zero. Pearls are worthless. So Pearls I mean. six and one. So they're both 
new, fresh, young fighters that they're building up. They're the third fucking fight on the main card. That's crazy. They're that's the fight before exposure. the co-main event. Like, they're gonna get exposure. So, that's something that the UFC does really well. And then the fights that I really want to talk about are, of course... Chris Weidman versus Gegard Mousasi first at 185. This is going to be a barn burner. It's either going to be Weidman picking him, like choosing his times to shoot. That's how Weidman wins. If Weidman doesn't have you worried about getting taken down, Weidman's going to lose. And that's exactly what happened with his last fight with Yo Romero. Yo Romero was a college and Olympic wrestler, so he wasn't giving, nor did he respect the takedown of Chris Weidman. So Weidman would keep shooting, keep shooting, and Yo would deny. Yo got taken down once, but Weidman wasn't able to do much on top because Yo's a top-level grappler. And eventually what Yol did is he picked up on Weidman's shooting tendency and he kept seeing that Weidman shoots and every time he shoots, he dips his left shoulder and he cocks his head to the right. And he just waited and he timed it and he fucking came up with a knee and it sent Chris Weidman to fucking space and that fucking <laughs> scar and all that oh, blood shit. erupted from him. He hit it him so hard brutal. that like Yoel Romero actually did a flip four after he was all, <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah. Because of all the momentum, it was fucking brutal. Um, Is Chris' name Yolo? Yoel. Yoel. Oh, I was gonna say you only live once, but <laughs> you're dead now. Like, like the <laughs> way that <laughs> fucked up. The way that Joel's mom pronounces Joel. Yo, Yoel. <laughs> oh, that's a good fucking point. <laughs> that's straight. That's true. <laughs> true, dude. <laughs> Why don't you call him Yoel then? Well, because we don't. I don't agree with Filipinos. <laughs> <laughs> Filipinos. <laughs> Not the regular Pinos, but the Filipinos. And then you got Gegar Musasi. <laughs> Gegar Musasi has been fighting since Pride Days. Gegar Musasi was fighting when there were no gloves, no fucking rules. Musasi, You're in again. Japan. <laughs> Everyone's taking steroids. There's 10 minute fucking rounds, and it's you fucking go and you hope you fucking last. Like the fucking wild, wild west. He's fucking 38. He's been in over 50 fucking fights. His record is 41 and 6. And that's his pro record. For an MMA record, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, Lomachenko, 900 fights, but I mean, whatever. He's on Jim Jones level. That guy's on fucking Marshall Applewhite level. That's all I'm saying. That's some Applewhite shit. I'm Most MMA Jones. fighters don't count on their amateur fights, but to Lomachenko's uh, credit, most MMA fighters don't get it in as many fights. MMA fights as boxers get into boxing matches. So. Yeah, it's, it's amateur fights. Yeah. Yeah. Lomachenko's 395 and one. But as pro, he's only <laughs> seven and one. Wait, let's first off, ah. let's appreciate those examples because Loma is in the 900s and that guy's That's in the 40s. That was pretty good. Marshall Applewhite, come on. That was some good suicide he's in, he's numbers. In, he's in the I'm very proud yeah, of myself uh, for comparing my suicide count. numbers to your boxing numbers. Good, Just yeah. saying. If you want to make a connection here, you got to relate to the material You can't take players. near as many shots saying. and you, you can't relate, right? You can't guard yeah. yourself oh, yeah. nearly as well with those little five ounce gloves. Like I, I think it'd, it'd be kind of impractical to expect a UFC fighter to try to get 100 amateur fights because they're probably going to be dead after that We're because all the <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I mean, um, that's girl, that sash girl would have whooped out his ass, but he has good head movement. That was the whole thing. Exactly. That's what I would want. So, Gegard has fought in kickboxing. He has fought in Muay Thai competitions. He's fought in point, point karate competitions. He's done it all. Gegard is a true veteran, a true pioneer of the sport, and he's only gotten better within the UFC. He started out a little... A little lacking because he didn't have any ground game. He couldn't stop a takedown. He couldn't stop a throw. He couldn't stop them from getting him to the ground. He would wind up losing. Well, a couple years later, now he can stop takedowns. He can keep his range. And he's striking is impeccable. So this is going to be a great fucking matchup to see if Weidman can grind him out, get him on the fucking mat, 
and ground and pound Get him. Get him on the floor. Or if Musasi is going to sit there and jab him to death. And I honestly... I honestly think Musasi is going to take this one. I think Mufasa is going to win, too. <laughs> I'm, yeah, right there I'm going for Gregor Mufasa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going with Musasi, probably by a decision. and Probably by decision. It's only a three-round fight. Uh, I just don't... Weidman's on a decline right now, and I don't see him winning versus Musasi. Now, if Weidman gets him to the ground, it's completely possible. But I think Musasi keeps his range, tags him a bunch, and Weidman's been dropped his last two fucking fights. So, it, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a battle. And then you have, of course, DC... Uh, Daniel Cormier versus Anthony Johnson. And this is the second time they fought. Classic wrestler versus striker. Exactly. Just like that, that just like the first one. And I want to say my head is saying DC all day, but what's your I, body saying? What's I your think body Rumble, saying? I think Rumble's going to catch him somehow. I, I think cuz Rumble does have a wrestling background. He just doesn't use his wrestling cuz he doesn't have to. But he is a college um, national wrestler, so he has the basis, he has everything that he needs to have. But the problem is, is you can go to college your entire life wrestling and never go up in a, against an Olympic level athlete. And that's that could what be a DC metaphor is. for or for every college graduate. <laughs> you can go up as a college fucking wrestler, but when you get in the big leagues, play sometimes you can't. You like you went to film school, right? What do you what you direct? Uh, yeah, I went to. I'm not on Netflix cooking food. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's like that's a, that's a prime example of what you just said for like real, you know. No, it's fair. The way that no, it's completely yeah. it is fair, when yeah. it comes to going to college. College doesn't make you you who you are. Because I got out of college thinking that I knew everything about food, and I realized I knew nothing. That's about why. I, food. That's why I still love movies so much. I went to fucking movie school, and there's shit that they're doing on the movies that I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Like yeah. you would think that school would teach you everything. That's a perfect <laughs> example. People who think because of they're a college graduate, they did great in college. Only OJ can do that. Okay. <laughs> Only OJ can go. That's why. That's how you can get away with. <laughs> Murder. It's only how you get away with murder. Twelve hundred yards. Twelve hundred yards. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's such Dude, a good reference. It's it's true though, because with the way you said it, it's like people think because they do great, say in small towns or anything, they they assume go to the big leagues and they're going to be the best in the world. But no, people are fucking seriously talented, man. Yeah, in yeah. any aspect, like the cream in of the crop, really aspect, is yeah. the cream of the crop. In any aspect, it's crazy form, how you like, can you can even like okay, all the people within the UFC will murder. Everybody in the world probably within the UFC, Bellator, boxing. Don't the encourage top. them. That could be a giant. That's but a what's crazy. Squad. What's crazy is the <laughs> top five in MMA, and I want to even say in boxing will destroy everybody else below them. And like, yeah. there's gaps even within these top echelon athletes, and that's so, what's I think crazy. That's, what that's like, a good fucking point. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't understand. There's levels to this shit. Yeah. Okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just the way that you delivered that. Like that was like we're having a meal and we're talking about Suicide Squad. People don't understand. There's levels to this shit, right? Like no, the there, way that you said it was beautiful. There's like people look at two guys fighting and they see the other two guys fighting. And they think it's all the same. They think it's all just it's, it's a fight. Well, they're all doing the same thing as a profession, right? There's such a huge gap that there is between a A level fighter and a B level fighter. And being a C level fighter doesn't mean you're bad. A C level fighter Seriously. will fucking mop up everyone you've ever known in your fucking yeah. life. Without even fucking trying, it's such oh, a Marcus, fucking, you're getting dropped. Such a good <laughs> point, and like he said, if all all of them will majority of the people in the world's asses, but still, you're like sitting there judging a B fighter in comparison it's a, to it. It's a different level, and you could see someone like a, um, like I think a really good barometer is actually Arturo Gatti, who uh, against B level fighters, he would produce some of the most magnificent fights you've ever seen. Just these brutal back and forth, like oh my god, this guy survives this incredible beating and he comes back and wins somehow. This guy's a fucking action hero. No one could beat this guy. This guy's invincible. He's amazing. 
Okay, we put him up against an A-level fighter, and he gets absolutely destroyed. The gap in talent is so stark when he fought both De La Hoya and Mayweather. It was like they were fighting amateurs. B-movies compared to fucking movies that are on like big screen. But in but you get some really good fucking writers or creators like Wes Anderson who creates fucking people still movies. Yeah, people uh, still that's not that. fair. But, but that's, 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 not, not no, people, that's not a good metaphor because people still don't understand the real difference between a really great movie and a good movie. People Normal people don't really see that stark difference. Whereas it's, fighters, it's not it's, perspective. It's in the facts. It's laying there. It's, it's, it's sitting staring you in the eyes. Yeah, and oh, like, just like the... Like, uh... Both Manny Pacquiao. No, no, understand. Both Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather dominated throughout their careers. They're the two best fighters of the generation. They were seen to be perfectly evenly matched, but then they fought each other, and what happened? Floyd won like nine fucking rounds. Like it, there, there's levels to the everything about there's the fight. Levels game. to <laughs> this shit. There is just, levels <laughs> to this shit, and so you could see someone who seems perfect, but then out of nowhere, you think, oh, this, this one. There's always gonna be one other fighter that's just that much better. But the problem is, on a, it's such an insignificant scale. That's like, what's exciting about combat sports yeah. is there's always gonna be somebody better. This with every aspect of life. It's this little Sorry. insignificant amount. They're just that little bit more well-rounded, that little bit tighter with their defense, that little bit faster, and it makes a huge difference on the actual fight. Agreed, and I think that little bit of difference is going to favor DC, but the problem with this fight is they're both <laughs> A-level fighters, and if DC dips when he should have ducked, his ass will get laid out. Anthony Johnson oh, you gotta dip, duck, is the dive, scariest dip person <laughs> in combat sports right now, in my opinion. Besides he, maybe like he has such Anthony Joshua just because he's so big. Like punch. This guy is the huge, enormous person with incredible lights out power. Yeah, in both like he just he has that touch of death. And I think he like he caught DC the first time they fought. He punched DC so hard he flew across the fucking ring. Like he didn't fall down, but he was fucking all fucked up. So and said, "I'm and not then, gonna have any of this." And then shot and took his ass down and rode him for the next two rounds and eventually fucking finished him because it's just carrying That's how DC. Start. Carrying him, DC on you isn't like carrying anyone else. So when you're wrestling with people and like you're wrestling, those people don't understand that how that they can adjust their weight on top of you to make you be carrying their weight as well. What happens when you wrestle with somebody is usually you're both exerting all your energy. But what DC does is he makes you exert all your energy and he's still full of energy and then he just fucking destroys you because he made you sit there and get him off of you because he's just laying on you. He's 235 fucking pounds just laying on you of pure he's fucking a muscle. big motherfucker. And, but the problem is I think DC is Anthony Johnson's kryptonite just like John Jones is DC's kryptonite, and it's fucked up that you have this vicious little triangle going because I don't think we're ever going to be able to see Anthony Johnson versus John Jones, and I think that's the fight that everybody wants to see. That we've already so seen exciting. we've already seen DC versus Jones, and if DC wins this, that's what's going to happen. We're going to get DC versus Jones again, and we've been. As a UFC community and an MMA community, we've been teased. That fight has been supposed to be put on three times, and it's only happened once. It's only happened once. The other two times, DC got hurt, and then the other time, John Jones did crazy John Jones shits because that's what John Jones <laughs> Hey, crazy John Jones type shit. John Jones is some Jim Jones type so, shit. Like so I want, type shit. I want, I want Anthony Johnson to win so fucking bad because I want to see Anthony Johnson versus John Jones because I secretly, deep down, 
I want to see John Jones get hurt, and I have yet to see John Jones get hurt. The one time I saw him get hurt was against Anthony Gustafson, and that was because he literally did coke the night before. He was partying the night before. He didn't train. Like he was taking, he was looking past Gustafson. I want to see a trained John Jones versus a trained fucking Anthony Johnson. That's the fight I want to see. But I don't think it's ever gonna happen because I think DC gets it done here again, and. uh but that's going to be an exciting fight because you always have. You're always on the edge of your it seat because you don't John Jones know. comes back, beats DC a second time, and then his first defense. I'd be so Hollywood. stoked. But, but, that, but, that's going to take a lot of stars aligning yeah. perfectly right. But, but that aside, John Jones aside, he's not in the but game see, the right thing now. Is, well, who's in the game is DC and Rumble. I and love this fight. DC. This fight is just because at any moment, any fucking moment, Johnson can land that one shot. He has a great puncher's chance. And... It could it could change the whole fight. It can it can so for like, sure. So DC's just me walking on eggshells all night. And yeah, he gonna, will too. It might it might not be the most exciting barn burner. It's gonna be a lot of wrestling. It's gonna be a lot of ground game. But it's still gonna have that edge of your seat. When then is the bomb gonna go off, if at all? And of course he's coming out and DC saying, "No, no, I'm gonna stand and bang with him." <laughs> Who in their right fucking mind? That's would, a like, li- that he's like fucking lying. But you do that to numbers. Some- <laughs> you know, you, you got to sell a fight somehow. Uh, I think DC probably gets it done in three, but I could see Johnson land in a big one, and then we got to fucking fight, and that'll be really, really exciting. But once again, light heavyweight is in a drought right now, man. You got John Jones, DC, Johnson, and Gustafson. Well, John Jones and Gustafson have already fought twice, and Jones beat them both fucking times. So you got the, these are the four of the four. Glover Texera is that fifth guy sitting on the outside who got obliterated by Rumble Johnson. And he would, he's probably, he would get obliterated probably by DC, and he'd probably get obliterated by John Jones. So it's, we need some new talent, and there's this one guy, talked about him before, Francis yeah. Ngano. <laughs> he is a fucking monster, and Dude. I really hope that he can really start putting everything together and get into this little little triangle. Yeah. Because not I think not just be a up. thoroughbred, but be a talented, like skillful thoroughbred. Yeah. Um, that was a great fight talk, but I have some, uh, Sugar to Shotgun thoughts, oh, sugar to Shotgun thoughts, oh, Chris, I said me. Would you rather love swallowing your own cum or swallowing another person's blood? Swallowing somebody else's blood. Because I can taste taste my gravy, but people are going to be like, you're gay, and that's how you get beat up by women wearing sashes. And I don't want that. (laughs) I do not want that. I'll swallow my own blood because I'm my own. No, blood. not your own blood. Someone else's blood. Blood brothers. <laughs> you ever blood brothers. Before, bro? You never. Wait, no, that's the Sacramento vampire. The guy who actually killed people when it, it drank their blood. Really, that's a thing. That's a real that's thing. A real life Jesus thing. Christ. And guess what? My mom's teacher dated. So him. wait, there's no, there's no serial killer out there that like loves sucking people's cum. Uh there yeah. might be, gay serial killer, but I don't know. <laughs> come on, that could be the a guy, thing. The you guy. have to do it before you try to kill them, though. Like Jimmy, right, so you Je- just Jeffrey you tie him up, you jack him off, you Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, j- there's a, you there's blow a him of, and then you swallow and then you kill him. There's a him. couple of gay serial killers. Jeffrey Dahmer was gay, for instance. There's a couple other ones, but they don't. So would he like ask his they didn't, wait, people no, to fuck him? Wait, no, no. <laughs> Swallowing cum is like that has nothing to do with what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, he swallowed cum, but. That had nothing to do with it. Actually, swallowing blood was a specific trait from this specific a specific serial killer. That's why he killed people so he could drink their blood. Yeah, you don't kill people just so you could drink their cum. No, you, you just, just ask drink somebody their to cum. drink yeah, their yeah, cum. Yeah. They'll let you drink their cum. No, they'll do it for free. That's free. Once again, at five star pizza or tacos.
Delete your sh- you tender have pizza bullshit. the way home away. Come or blood, Andy. <laughs> Delete it. Put that on your tender profile. Pizza or tacos. Blood or come. come. Wait, wait. Pizza or tacos. Blood or come on top of the pizza or tacos. <laughs> wait, is it red sauce? Is it white sauce? <laughs> <laughs> so Would you rather want to be able to swim a mile or run a mile? Uh, like in record times. Swim a mile. But if you're swimming swim a mile, it's not in record times. You ain't Michael Phelps in it. No, no, I'm not saying that. But if I could swim Wait, a what? fucking mile, that means on land, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. I'm fucking unstoppable. Swimming a mile. It takes a lot more to swim a mile than run a mile. Running a mile is so fucking easy. Yeah. I'm not go to the gym for eight years. Dude, hey, 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 I never I said. I never I said that these are great shotgun thoughts. No, I just said they're no, shotgun. I, that's a still great question. <clears throat> you could run a mile, like you run a mile today, and be like I did it in forty-five minutes. And uh, did I ask this one before? Oh, but swimming one. a mile, if you don't win, you drown. <laughs> you <laughs> like, die. You literally you is die. life or literal life or death. <laughs> you have to win, or else you die. Unless it's in like a swimming pool, and you just like. Uh, did I ask this one? Would you rather be fat and addicted to sugar, nope. or a tweaker and addicted to drugs? Wait, what? You would be a tweaker and addicted to drugs because I can get off drugs and get on to sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Drugs are literally less addictive than sugar. Yeah, thank you. You can actually battle your way out of it. No, no. said no heroin addict ever. No no scientist. (laughs) I actually have one that wants to come on the podcast and tell their story. Oh, really? Yeah. Down. In detail and talk about what the fucked up way they try to get you off and how it's all bullshit. Relapsing, then getting back onto the wagon. Their new lifestyle that they're living now, the dealing with their parents, what? an incredible fucking story. And they want to come on the show and yeah. talk about, it. but of course, do another mic or. Dude, that's easy. I'm down Look, it. we have another input right yeah. fucking there. All you have to do is buy another mic. Yeah, that's it. How One. much are these mics? 90 uh, bucks. 90 bucks. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, 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 wait, wait. Didn't you just get a big old check, Playboy? And so how you're about, good? Because about. I haven't really helped with my mic. I'll put in 50 just right off the top. I'll okay, fuck 50. yeah. Fuck yeah. Because that would, be, that would be a great story. Your mic was coming for your birthday. I already said that to you. Your mic is done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm down for but that. Yeah, we could be an awesome story. I'm so I down. definitely so want to hear that. That's a, that's a preview for the future. Did you tell her that we joke and can we make fun of her being a heroine? I didn't say it was a her. Ooh, or him. You're, wow, you are jumping. <laughs> you are garbage gender. I said they several times. Oh, that's oh, so that that's what she like. Surprise. Is that her pronoun? So is she is that, transitioning wait, wait, no. right now? No, is that is that her pronoun? You guys will get the story. Is the pronoun then? We get a fourth mic. All I want to know is the pronoun. You get the no, the pronouns they. You said they. The pronoun. That's the pronoun. No, what what I want to do is I want. You guys to meet this person and us all hang out and actually have a rapport before we ever do the show. She has okay. heroin. We can all try it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you feel. No. They, they have. No, her. I get it. I get it. I'm not addicted. I get it. But okay, I all get right. the appeal. Th- this will be the last one because I'm running short. Uh, <laughs> fucking douche. If you were born to a 70 year old parent, which parent would you want it to be? Your mom or your dad? Ooh, I would dad. want. Wait, because, yeah, because if your if mom is gonna, you're gonna come out retarded if your mom's no, 70 no, no, years actually, old. No, no, no. Sorry. I would want it to be my mom because if it was my dad, I would know that this bitch married for straight cash. I don't like that. I don't want my but dad. But then your dad has straight cash, oh boy. <laughs> you got straight cash. No, 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 no. Your mom's got straight cash. How, does she like you? Does she <laughs> want you to be a part of the family? She got straight cash. No. Didn't know. bring cash into it at all. But no, okay. That big of an age difference. There's some cash involved. I'm yeah. sorry. 
There was yeah. some straight cash involved. Yeah. Not gay cash, straight cash. So that one was actually inspired by that comedian I keep telling you guys about, Theo Vaughn. His dad was 70, his mom was like 50. That's when he was born. Play a pimp. Dude, oh That's my God. That's some great dude, sperm dude, and dude, great eggs. Like 50-year-old lady popping And some up. great life insurance, bro. <laughs> that shit is getting, he's banking it up. Listen, I'm dying like four years, all right? You're set up for life. And I'm like, thank you. I'd rather have someone 70 give birth to me than because, number one, you got some good juices brewing in that old brewery. So I'm saying, but when you're fucking 15, he straight dusted her off. He's like, bam, and then baby. Like a Dave Chappelle special and just dusted that bitch off. But then you got someone like my parents. My dad was 15. My mom was 18 and my sister. Um, So I'm saying... An older parent is way more way responsible than a, young, than a younger parent. Because they already mm. did all the, the because they, they got their slut out and done with. They yeah, don't need but to they realize they realize I'm successful enough to bring a person. Yeah, but into your this dad world. literally grew up in 1960 where slavery was still cool. So no, he's no, sitting no, here no. banging out he slaves. Segregation, segregation. Was still cool. Yeah, that's, that's Jim Crow laws. Well, they wanted slavery. There was yeah, segregation. It wasn't happening. Didn't get abolished till 1967. And he's in Alabama. No, but he was in New Orleans. But he was friends. Oh, is he, the whole South the same to you, Chris? Um, those two areas, definitely. Actually, he is. Yeah. 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 Southest. What's funny is my dad had one of one of his really good friends who was an older father figure to him who worked at the fucking uh, uh, horse track where my grandma and grandpa worked. He was a big old black dude that would basically took him on like he was a fucking son. And my dad would always hang out with him before my dad moved and he was like 12 or 13. Wow. So... My dad became racist because my sister started dating black guys. That's the only reason. <laughs> but what's funny is my dad. My dad seemed like he was like indoor racist, but indoor all of his racist. closest friends, like like close ones that I knew that weren't like mathematics, were black. KJ was one of his like bro- he basically was like a brother to him. And he's black guy. And I'm like, Dad, I need to tell him about you, bro. Like I need to tell him that you're fucking racist. Do they know about you being and a racist, motherfucker? And, and like when like Adney lived with my mom and dad for, for a second and it's like my dad loves Adney more than anything and he's Mexican if you guys didn't know no. um, and it's like my dad was only raised towards like these piece of shit dudes that my sister would date like she dated a guy named Bullet my dad I would was call about him to Bucket bring up. my dad would call him Bucket and his he was name was Bucket. Bullet but uh-huh. he was cool with Johnny Black Johnny we had this black friend of ours Johnny big old buff dude Adney's sister's uh, friend um, and plus he likes uh, what's your boyfriend name husband uh, JR JD or JD like, dude, that's what sucks about my dad is like you looked at him like you're a piece of shit. I always looked at him like you're a racist fucking asshole. But then it's like why are you racist? Fucking you hanging all these black guys like it's made, it makes no sense. Like, <laughs> like he's that's that's weird, dude. Like you're not a, you're only you're uh like a specific racist. No, I'm only I'm only racist against this person, this person, Boy, just, and this person. He would know he would be like racist, but then a couple of people would be the exception. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you think that would change your overall mindset? Yeah. Right? No, is it, no, I'll fuck all of them except these hand, these couple people. This handful of like, group of people that's slowly growing over time. Shouldn't that show you that don't judge everyone because they're not all blanketed into this one thing? No, 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 it doesn't show me that. It just shows me that these handful of people are the only ones that are good. <laughs> like, dude, you... Oh, you're one of the good ones. Yeah, exactly. Piece yeah. of fucking shit. Anyway. Yeah. I'd well, love to speak a little bit <laughs> dead. Uh, well, you, thanks for telling the podcast that my dad died. <laughs> Fucking me down on my birthday, Adney. <laughs> right <laughs> here my birthday. How dare he? He wanted to steal your thunder. No, no. He didn't want to steal my thunder. He just wanted to give me a good fucking present. Nah, whatever, man. No, I know. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> this is a sad episode. Let these people sit. Sad. Sit in the sadness. Fucking sadness. Shit in your oh, sad. What's sadder than that is the fact that those fucking white girls try to fight you, Adney. 
That was fucking racist and homophobic. That was super <laughs> both of those fucking names. Fucking well-dressed Mex gay Mexican. <laughs> you <A> well-dressed <laughs> gay Mexican. Uh. <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they still did a fight. You get off your fucking phone. Listen to me. Talk to me right now. I am talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me, baby. Foreshadow. Fuck you Foreshadow up. for next week. You will never fuck me up. Foreshadow for next week. Talk to if me. You talk to me. So, talk to me, baby. If you were sober... <laughs> Had a baseball bat and a head start, you still wouldn't fuck me up, you dumb little cunt. <laughs> it's that sash, bro. She gets that sash on her, dude. All hell breaks loose. Once that sash goes me. on, I'm not even joking. Bachelorette parties, once that sash gets on, dude, it's like. Totally oh, they always cheat. Part. They always fucking cheat. That's the thing, dude. I talked to any male stripper. They will fucking suck a dick like it's. We, like can, that. we can talk. We can talk they about that. Because I know someone personally who became a male stripper just for a bachelorette party, and the bachelorette sucked his fucking dick, dude. That's the thing, right? They should've been dick, dude. <laughs> dick, dude. I mean, dude, it's like, it's so fucked up. But I, I Don't honestly, get married. I'm honestly feeling like the only reason the bachelorette sucked the dick is because she was on large quantities of cocaine. That wasn't it. She's horrible people. Horrible, horrible people. Oh, cocaine was just an add-on. It was a bonus. <laughs> she still sucked dick because she's a bitch.